So how much Iron Banana did you play this week, Nintendo man? I played approximately 78 games. Pro- that's, that's a pretty specific number. I wasn't it expecting is. something like that. I'm guessing you're looking up that statistic somewhere. I've got it written down in front of me. Oh, interesting. I don't know how many I played. I played enough to get my quest done. I played enough to get a few more drops. And then I played enough to finish all of my Iron Bounder bounties. And that's all I know. On one character? I don't have a specific number. Hunter, I could tell you how many you've done. I could go and look for you. Yeah, do that. Oh, that was pretty hard. Three back-to-back losses. We've been my game this morning. We didn't win a six, single game on PC, dude. back-to-back. Yep. I had to switch then, the console. Then two wins, and then one, two, two losses, another win, and then one, two, three losses in a row, one win, and then... Defeat, win, defeat. Oh. So your main character, you still couldn't win the games. Man. We weren't playing to win. We were playing to complete bounties. Just going to make a mental note of that. Not playing to win. On PC, I started off trying to play to win. And then Not I was like, you know what? To... No, I... sorry. You've made the statement now. Not playing to win. <laughs> Just... No, once I swapped over the console, that is 100% true. Doing... I stand by that. Bounties. Quote it, so, print it. Yep, effectively, you are ruining the Iron Banner game. Yes. <laughs> That's all right. So were all my teammates this morning who were like, capture a what now? And if you go in-depth into those games, you'll see that even though I wasn't playing to win, I still had like the highest KDs in my matches. So let's that's really sad. At, let's look then. Let's have a look. <laughs> the last one's not the first ones. The first ones are on PC. I don't think oh, I got okay. any kills. Yeah, you have to be specific. It's not the PC any, is what P- ruined me. Nobody was defeated in that first match. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, PC was ass, dude. Oh, I have God. learned I do not play Crucible on mouse and keyboard. Unfortunately, it doesn't hard. tell me whether you're a mouse and keyboard or not because every no, game I'm looking at, oh my word. They Basically, you've got, um, you've got one kill. Yesterday. You're not, you know, <laughs> with your one kill, you're not doing bounties with one kill, my friend. No, I'm not. That's, I'm telling you, PC sweats. It's itty. <laughs> I am never doing this on PC again. Never, never, never. I don't know why you had the thought of doing it on PC to begin with. You know what? If my son was reading this, he'd be slow clapping you for getting nine kills on the losing team and being top. <laughs> yeah. Well done, buddy. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. The show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, we're not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news, information, and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback, and you can contact us either by email, two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com, or on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. Morning, gents. Afternoon, evening, good night. How are you, gents, this morning? Um, I'm doing fine. Just working on my Xenophage quest, though, because everybody keeps yelling at me about it. He's dead. It only takes like 30 minutes, man. I don't know why. You should just go get him in. do it again. K1 right. Logistics. So have we got all our, 
our, our bits of paper and things. Boom shagalaga. So we um. I don't know why I'm saying bits of paper. I'm the only person that's actually got bits of paper laying around, like I'm some madman working in a lab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are accurate. <laughs> I, I actually have sticky notes just like stuck on my desk in front of me, along with the the scrawling notes that I um I've already prepared from when I was um listening to podcasts and watching youtube videos and going that's a very interesting point i must jot that down before i forget it because i have a mind like a sieve when it comes to these things i think if i repeat it to myself several times i won't forget it and then five minutes later i'll go what was that thing that i was repeating to myself that was a really good point (laughs) that i should bring up in the podcast god damn it i should just remember to bring a pen and paper with me everywhere Mm -hmm. and now my wife mocks me for having a pen and paper everywhere with me See, I feel the same way that you do, except except I have a Note 10, right? So my Note 10 has a, has a pen on the bottom, and I pull the pen out, and it brings up a notepad, and I just scribble down what I want and hit save. So I never have to keep a pen and paper with me. Yes, but so I'm faced with the same dilemma you are, my friend. Right. You, you've seen the pain that I go through when I actually write pen to paper, and I can't read my own writing. What makes you think that me scrolling <laughs> on a tablet-style <laughs> phone is going to make the writing any less uncomplicated for me to read. Because, because it's, there's a feature on there where it takes your handwriting and prints it as you no, go. I, no, I understand that. I understand that. Exactly. I understand where you're coming from. But will the phone understand what I'm writing after the phone? Yes. yes, the phone learns your handwriting, no, dude. No, it won't. I tell you, <laughs> it won't. It's, there's an if I can't learn my handwriting in 40 years, <laughs> how am I going to learn it in five seconds? I feel the same way with this. It's like, oh, it, it'll take your handwriting and go, maybe it'll take your handwriting and do this, but no, no. Hmm. So welcome to the show. I am your Iron Burden Brit, Night Demon, joined by the Yank who likes to spank in Iron Banner, parody, and your Iron Banner Light Hunter <laughs> hiding in his home. Respawn! Huzzah. You have great fun coming up with these at work in the wee hours of the morning, don't you? I do indeed. Iron Banner Light Hunter, is that what you said? Yeah, hiding in his house. Yes. Agreed. So, let's kick the show off with Next Week in Destiny. Next Week in Destiny! Where are we going, Destiny? I don't know where that came from. I was watching an M-Tash video this morning, and I feel like he and Respawn don't suffer from the same affliction. He started to be with, with, with like, I've had people complaining that you can't, couldn't hear me. And of course, the first comment was from Fallout going, buddy, nobody ever had a problem not hearing you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. Because. I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> so we are going to continue to fight the Taken in the Cradle and learn more about the darkness with Eris. Ooh. Spooky noises. Ooh. You're going to boost your ranks with Triple Valor and Infamy all week long. So Gambit and Crucible, because there's probably nothing else to do. Maybe, maybe not. Moments of Triumph begins, so show off your power. And if you don't know what Moments of Triumph are, we'll cover it in a bit later. And you can make contact at the base on Titan. So Pyramids are heading to Titan, so we're not just going to be doing the stuff on IO. So that's good. I guess. 
You know, I haven't even been doing this stuff on IF, I'm being honest with you. I can that that was a thing. Like You're for real. In and out really badly respawn. Is it just me? Yeah, all right. No, he is. Okay. All right. Is this any better? TikTok. Yes. TikTok, TikTok. All right. TikTok, I was TikTok. saying that I completely forgot that that was a thing because it's just so boring that I forgot it even exists. Okay. So you haven't been doing your story missions to get your pinnacle reward at the end? No. No, I haven't. If there wasn't like an exotic tie to it, I just kind of forgot about it. You know, it just it doesn't feel very engaging this 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 time, man. I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. It's probably just me. I, I'm really enjoying it. Barry, are you still really enjoying contact? I've been using it as a way to do my my weapon bounties every week. Yeah. I haven't been jumping into it excessively, but I figure I just run in and go. I'm here to kill things. I'm letting all you other people deal with the you know champions and barriers and overload. I'm like. I'm just here to pour a lot of ammunition in a particular direction. That's all I'm here for. And getting the umbrals to drop at the end. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, box and make the I box have too damn many. I never thought I'd be faced with the, the whole I can't get rid of these fast enough problem, you know? Because, like, I'm getting the umbral engrams at a more efficient rate than I'm getting the stuff to decrypt said emblem. Engrams. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just curious if you guys were doing the same thing, or not doing the same thing, but faced the same issue. No, I don't really know because I've honestly, I've just barely gotten to the second level of things I can unlock for the Umbral oh, Decrypter thing. I, I really? just unlocked the first thing on that because I just haven't played this game that much, and I didn't, I don't know, farm in the forges for weeks and weeks on end yeah i've just been playing oh, the game enjoying my leisurely yeah. pace i think I, i'm at level like 44 i think on the season pass somewhere low 40s no, that, and yeah good. just starting progress. to get that unlocked and yeah yeah the season pass is going well because i'm just picking up bounties and doing them for the xp and that makes that go pretty well i'm just not getting a lot of progress on the prismatic recaster and that stuff and really it, it's it's not that exciting when you get to level three, I'm, I'm telling you because I messed up and I didn't read properly, I guess. But when you get to the tier three, where you start to unlock stuff, unlock the very first one first, because that's the one that gives you like the double, um, the double perks at the end of the focused weapons. And I didn't realize that until I was already three unlocks deep. I was like, oh man, I could have, I could have been doing this like forever ago. No, but I think the, the best advice for that is. Don't focus them until you've unlocked all the nodes. There's no point, really. At that yeah. point, you then unlocked it all. You get the chance of getting the two rolls at the end. Plus, you get a reduced cost in focusing them. So you don't really want to waste it. I mean, just potluck, just decode them as normal, and you may get a good Well, you get some roll. free decodes every week. You know that, right? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, but that's only in the top row of decodes. You can't then focus it even further. Like, say, you want the fusion rifle and i'm oh, sorry not yeah fusion rifle and the whatever sword but yeah you know. I, I more or less have just stopped focusing them all together i did it like the first week or two and just dumping some of it in armor dumping some of it into uh gnawing hungers but beyond that i just i've just been unlocking him going it'll be what it is it'll be a higher power level or it won't it'll be materials yeah it's gonna or be it what it's gonna be yeah <laughs> let it yeah go. i mean let it go. the best thing to do is just 
play the game, build up your altered elements, and save them until you actually at the stage where you can decode it into something you actually do want. I mean, it's it's a shame that you can't get. Yeah, any but more you'll run out of space real quick though if you do that. No, no, just decrypt. No, decrypt the. Oh, onboard. regular decrypt. Just, oh, just okay, regular yeah, yeah. decrypt them. You may get a lucky drop unless you need to focus them in armor or weapons to get your power up. But then, like you were saying, use the free ones that you get each week to help boost you in that. And then, you know, save save the altered elements because that's going to be much more useful later on when you're kind of trying to get a roll on something you like, like the fusion rifle or the pulse rifle. Because there's not many that you can get with the sword. I think there's two or three good rolls that seem to just keep dropping over and over and over again for me. Um, and I haven't gotten a single one of those yet. <laughs> I'm, my the the default one you get is still the best one that I have. I've gotten a I've gotten the good pulse rifle ones, but I'm still just striking out on the freaking sword, dude. It's just a shame that you can't get more of those trace overrides for later on. You can only have five on your person. You can only have a maximum of five each week that you can buy from it, and it's like mm, I might want to have stacked those up to then focus them even further later on down the line. But hey, hey, I'm just being pushed into whatever. I haven't looked too much into those. What does that do? That's the one where you can then focus it even further into the, like the armor. So uh, you can go strength, intelligence. Oh, gotcha. sorry. Yeah. Intellect. That's why I've been focusing on the weapons thus far. Yeah. I'm going to ignore that part entirely anyway, because as Knight even said to me the other day, the non-flinching perks don't do anything. So there's no point using them. I didn't Not say that. You said that to me. Not his exact words, but he's going, why am I being flinched with two unflinching mods on at the same time? I'm going, because it's all a lie. None of it matters. It's all RNG anyway. RNG. Okay, so should we move on to this week at Bungie for the 2nd of June, 2020? Someone's got to. Might as well be us. Okay, indeed. So this week at Bungie, Lord Saladin has an iron gripped on the crucible. Huzzah. While it's only been two days since the weekly reset, our feeds have been themed to the Iron Banner. Power-enabled combat can be tough challenge, but it's well worth the effort. This season, the Forward Path and the Fool's Remedy made their return with random rolls and brand new Iron Banner perked. Some weapon specialists among you have been diving deep into perk combinations, giving recommendations for best rolls of success. Additionally, some changes were made to our seasonal quest, offering these returns weapons a bit more accessible. If you haven't already stopped by Lord Saladin in the Tower to kick off your seasonal quest, make sure you grab your four weekly bounties to earn some pinnacle gear as you play. Also with that, there is a tip if nobody's picked it up yet, if you're listening to this and you haven't jumped into Iron Banner, pick it up on all three characters before you complete it, so that when you do complete it, it auto-completes on the other two characters that you haven't touched, and then you get two more rolls of those guns. Unfortunately, I didn't do that. A lot of other people didn't do that, so I missed out on the extra four guns that I could have got rather than kind of trying to throw my tokens in um, Saladin's face to try and get more rolls. You have more of a chance if you pick up the three bounties before you complete it. A few of you have also noticed that enhanced armor mods have a chance to drop on match completions, so games have felt more rewarding, or a little more rewarding, as they say. So gear up, form a fire team, and get out there. Lord Saladin is waiting. Just don't turn on PC. Don't turn on PC. 100% agree. (laughs) Now, I don't know if you guys woke up to this. Uh, I think it must have been Wednesday or Thursday that my feed was full of streamers going, 
if you do this now, you can get an emblem and a shader and blah, blah, blah. And it's oh, like, the Twitch whoa. Thing. My, my whole yeah. YouTube feed was like people posting about this uh, Twitch Destiny yeah. extension uh, thing. Uh, mm. They made it sound so simple. There were, you know, was a couple of them going through how to do it. Even so, I still found it complicated and I know how to work a computer. So uh, a few months back, the official Twitch Destiny extension was released and Parody has told us multiple times that he's made, uh, you know, you favoured a match and got some glimmer or something at the end. Yeah, it basically like while Trials is at, if the, if the person's streaming Trials, when Trials ends, it'll give you a couple different emotes to like react to. If you react to, I think it was like 10 matches, then you actually get some in-game I think it's a glimmer and, you know, nothing, nothing incredible, just, you know, a little bit of in-game stuff. If you're going to watch people play the game anyway, might as well benefit a little bit from their hard work. Yeah. So giving players the opportunity, opportunity to showcase their builds while playing Trials of Osiris every weekend. They've been slowly building this feature in introducing bounties to earn Trials tokens. Oh, so that's a new one. When reacting to matches. Tuesday, they introduced a new bounty, which brought quite a buzz to the Destiny directory. So what you have to do is you gift two subscriptions to any Twitch streamer that's live streamed Destiny while they have the official Twitch Destiny extension active. And there are a lot of them that have it active. It says it in the corner when you go to Twitch. They say, while this bounty will be available weekly, your first completion will award you two exclusive rewards, the Stream of Light Emblem and the Watcher's Shader, each of which can be available from Amanda Holiday in the Tower. So you have to go through this long process of making sure that you've got a twitch account you then have to go to the bungee website log in make sure that your twitch is then linked to your actual account you can then go back to twitch you can then give the two subs and which is approximately eight to ten bucks depending on the type of sub yeah you i think it was about i think it was about seven pounds 98 uk pounds which like you're saying is probably about ten dollars for you guys and yeah it, it kind of does it you click on a button and um then amanda holiday says you can come and collect the stuff here and i did so and see you say it's a long process but if people have been listening and collecting their bunchy rewards for the six different reward drops they've made they would have already been set up to do all this yes but i wasn't and so, I... so you haven't been getting your free loot from twitch prime rewards all all the last couple of weeks no, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, I know you have nowhere to put them. Yeah, <laughs> but it's free, unearned. Like it's unearned loot, so you can just take it and just break it down immediately, or do what I do and have it sit in Amanda Holiday. Just let it sit there forever, and slowly, slowly go up in light level until I decide I need that prospector or that service. It just sits there and waits. It's it's sort of like in layaway. Come Christmas time, it'll be ready for me. It's aging like a fine wine. Now, now you've yeah, piqued my yeah. interest. Why didn't you bring this up before? These are these these sneaky little nuggets that you hold on to that you don't bother telling me about. We assumed you knew. Just to hurt you, really. When I, you know, I didn't. I didn't bother. I, I have. Tw I have Twitch. I have an Amazon Prime account. I've. I, yeah, I've just never. Is, yeah, I just assumed as as we mentioned it, and I I mentioned it, and go, hey, you're getting free exotic. You're getting free things. I, I assumed you, you, the master of looking into, hey, if you do this and leave this here, and then, you know, it'll, it'll... not just that, but the master of collecting all of the things. We'd think that right. you'd be the at the forefront of this, man. Right. I mean, I mean, not not to say that I would have think you would have missed one of these emos or emblems or something or ships, but yeah, you know, just in just in oh, case. Oh no, no, I've never missed one. Right, I've already, yeah. I've already got them, but I'm just yeah. saying. 
Right, and that's the thing. I was I wouldn't think you would you would have missed any of them, but you know, it just gives you another one just in case there, just to have a spare. I mean, Amanda of Holiday has been holding on to a chaperone for my hunter since approximately the dawn of time itself, and she continues. Mm-hmm. To, I can tell you that many times that absolutely lasts over seasons because I don't remember when the chaperone came out because I got it on the hunter, and it sits there and it waits patiently for that hunter one day when he's ready to pull it out. So yeah, okay. Amanda Holiday, cold storage. If you're out of, if you're completely out of space like nineteen, cold engine, storage. Amanda Holiday, <laughs> you can be like, you know what? There's there'll be a high, you know, a high level Soros or a prospector, or I can't. I think those are the only two guns they've done. I have to double check, but they just sit come, there in cold storage, like in layaway. So come Christmas time, you can go and take them out and play with them. Or come season twenty five, and I need something at higher light, and they're the only things. Then yeah. Mm-hmm. There you, you go. Okay. So uh, they sent some questions, uh, well, they've seen a few questions popping up on this, so let's get them answered. Do I need to do anything before gifting subscriptions? Yes. Yes, you have to create a Twitch account. <laughs> you must ensure that your Bungie.net account is linked to your Twitch account, gaining progress towards bounty completions. Head over to the help articles for information on how to do this. Can I give subscriptions to any streamer to get these rewards? If the streamer is actively playing Destiny 2 on Twitch with the official Twitch Destiny extension, you can complete bounties to unlock rewards. Can I complete bounties on my phone? No. Bounties may only be progressed when watching streams on browsers. Note, the team is currently looking to expand the functionality here, so stay tuned. I've completed the bounty, but I don't see the rewards. What gives? If you see the bounty completed on the extension, sign out and back into Destiny 2 before visiting Amanda Holiday. How long will this bounty be available? At this time, there are no plans to end. While the emblem may be earned a single time, the bounty may be completed weekly for other in-game rewards. How do I get the extension? Well, head over to the official Twitch Destiny extension help article for all the info you need. Basically, log log onto your Twitch go to the little plugins thing and hit the button to say, yes, give me that one. See, I, I've never been to Twitch and subscribed or seen about gifting. So I was really out of my depth of what am I actually clicking here? Because I don't want to click something and end up subscribing to somebody for a whole year when all I want to do is do the gift so that I can get the emblem and the shaders. Right. Yeah. It, yeah, the, yeah. The only gifting and stuff I've done is I've got the Amazon, you know, with the Amazon prime, it gives you a, a free gift every month and I go and gift it to somebody figuring it's a couple of pennies in somebody's pocket or whatever. I don't know what they, I don't know if they actually get the $5 from it or what, what the streamer actually sees of that, but I figure eh, give it to somebody. $1, the streamer gets the rest. Well, very good. So I figure I give my $4 to somebody cause it's better than <laughs> not giving my $4 to somebody. Usually it's some random person I'm watching. I'm like, you know, it's not one of the big people. It's like, Oh, you've got a yeah. couple watching, you know, you, you were at least at the point where I can, you know, gift this to you oh, here. Enjoy. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Make sure that if you are gifting, maybe gift to some, one of the lower watch streamers. It'd probably be best, isn't it? Yeah, I figure people people don't you know people who make you know have twenty thousand people in their thing don't need my money. You guys are doing fine. It's the people who have eight people or you know a hundred people, and I'm going yeah, yeah, have four bucks. Why not? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting though. I because when they came out with the extension it was so trials focused it's like oh watch trials and do this it's like okay you know they're trying to be able to watch trials and be more engaged makes sense you know that's that's their cash cow anyway for people watching twitch and destiny but it's interesting that they've you know added to it and expanded it like like this i think it's just it's interesting to see the little little other things they're doing around the game that aren't just the game itself 
though you know as we've all mentioned that could use some work too <laughs> it's just interesting that other little things are reaching out into fingers they have in pots elsewhere so what else have we got this month or what else have we got coming up parody so next soon soon tm soon it will be bungee day because july 7th 2020 and no matter how you write the date it's 7 7 2020 so it works out great no matter where you are because bungee loves sevens and they also love you and you and you and even you over there in the corner we see you they love you too they have some fun planned but until then here's a few things to keep us occupied as we approach the day of seven First off, there's a Bungie Day fashion show, because who doesn't love a fashion show? It's no secret we have a thing for the color blue. Slap on your favorite blue shader, grab a screenshot of your guardian out in the world of Destiny 2, tweet at Bungie with the hashtag Bungie Day Fashion Show, or retweet the winners on Bungie Day proper and grant them the Levante prize emblem for their troubles. There's also the Bungie Day art show, so if you don't feel like being fashionable, maybe you're artsy. Because fashion isn't the only thing on their minds, the artists of the Destiny community are some of the best, and we're excited to see what you've got. Draw your Guardian, your favorite Vanguard, your most feared raid boss, or whatever your heart desires in the Destiny-themed universe. Tweet at Bungie with the hashtag BungieDayArtShow. Like the fashion show, we'll retweet the winners on Bungie Day and grant the winners the Aspect of Luminance emblem. We're excited for next Tuesday, and we love celebrating this community. So yeah, if you're feeling blue and fashionable, or if you're feeling arty, Tweet at Bungie, maybe it'll win a pretty emblem. You can show your friends and laugh at them, or they laugh at you. Either way, there's laughter. Mm-hmm. So, so for anybody that doesn't know what Bungie Day is, Respawn, would you like to tell people? Bungie likes seven, so it's the seventh day of the seventh month every year. Is there any specific reason? No. Okay. <laughs> you know yeah, there is, know you it. just don't want to say it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, it. I just don't remember it, yeah. You could quickly look it up and um, we'll edit it I in. Could. I should do that. Go on then. Uh, Bungie broke off Microsoft July 7th, 2007, 7, 7, That's why. It's the day they became independent from Microsoft. Uh, and now, you know, now we've talked about our various fashion shows. We have a patch note preview. Because so we've discussed preview. the game is broken and the game needs to be less broken. So we're, we're going to get update 2.9.1. So we've gone from 2.9.0 to 2.9.1. And it's going to bring a slew of bug fixes to cease of the arrivals. And here's a few items to expect. For the contact events that Night Demon's been playing so in, so happily this season... They fixed an issue where the heavy hitter triumph was not progressing when defeating bosses. Oh no! Also, like, with that, I think is that the one where you have to defeat the the different bosses, and if it hasn't procked at the moment, I think DMG has tweeted out to say that you have to go back and you'll have to re-defeat them because it's not going to be something that's going to be retroactively done, unfortunately. So just keep playing the contact event until you've ticked all the boxes, basically. You know, we always say, unfortunately, when it comes to the things that Bungie has screwed up, we should stop saying, unfortunately, and really start to get on Bungie about these kinds of things. You know, it's like, yo, you're messing this up. Why why, why are we saying the unfortunate? No, no, you screwed up. You fix it. You make it retroactive because that's what good freaking developers do. When, When you put pen to paper or, you know, 
type and and send it to Bungie and send me proof that you've actually sent that to Bungie, then then I'll support you with that. But until then, okay. it's you know, I will do unfortunately. it. Unfortunately, I don't know who to send it to, but I'll I'll send it to somebody. I'll send it to the freaking desk clerk. I don't care. If only there were some sort of community managers you could somehow contact and reach in some way. I believe that you do like them. Web of computers, some some way. Although Rasputin's gone, so now there's no way to do it. So better luck next time. Yeah. <laughs> it's also an issue where players could collect and bank 15 motes prior to unlocking the appropriate Prismatic Recaster rank reward. Which I feel like I ran into, but I'm not sure where that rank reward is. But I feel like I was able to pick up 15 before my time. But maybe I'm just crazy. Who knows? No, it, it did happen. I think it was the first week, and I was like, I'm sure I'm not meant to be doing this at the moment. <laughs> oh, well, I'll just keep running over them. Yeah, but I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to pick them up until you see my pockets are full. Uh, your contact weapons. They fix an issue where the cold denial and the fallen guillotine didn't offer two perks in the final column when unlocking the Umbral Enhancement 3 gift on the Prismatic Recaster. They've also fixed an issue on the Fallen Guillotine that could continue damaging enemies after the heavy attack animation had completed. So if you're your double, your double damage, it's gone now. Back to single right. damage. Because it's still a sword, and it's not magic for that long. Well, I mean, it still does work, even without the double damage. So, I mean, Have there is that going for it. Sleeper Catalyst fans, they fixed an issue where the reissued Seraph weapons were not granting progress to Catalyst objectives. So if you're working on that, maybe you can pro progress it again. And Respawn can tell of his PC Raiders, the Last Wish and Garden of Salvation gear has been updated to have the Season of Arrivals Max Fusion caps on it. Oh, don't yeah. say has. Next Tuesday. I'm sorry, right. Will be, will be updated when 2.9.1 comes out. My apologies. Oh, Fuzco is keeping up with that. Like, we just had to do the last Wish Prestige mode just so he can get that armor whenever it becomes available. So yep. Fuzco is all over that, man. <laughs> and then your weekly Vanguard bounties. They've removed the Scorn, Cabal, Vex, and Fallen variations of the weekly bounties from the Season of Arrivals pool. Because so I think that's the one everybody was moaning about having to go kill 150 Scorn on. Yep. No, it's not that bad. And full patch notes will be published, and when they make the download available, keep an eye on Bungie.net for more, and we'll cover it for you next week once they tell us what else they're going to fix. So Hive and Taken are still in that pool. Indeed, because yeah, Scorn, Cabal, Vex, Fallen were removed. So yep. I guess because yeah, some of the the Nightfalls are Hive and Fallen. Sorry, Hive and Taken, aren't they now? Yep. Okay, mm. fair enough. Well, they're in the pool, so. Go kill them. Shouldn't be that bad. Escalation protocol is still a thing. And continuing on the I same know. kind of theme, ground control to you, Parody. Ground control to me. Ground control to Major Me. So we have a you know our player support report as we approach update 2.9.1. And we have some valuable information as it comes to for a landing. So it's going to be released to players on Tuesday. They do say Tuesday, July 7th. So Bungie Day, we're gonna get an update. So that's going to probably contain all the Bungie goodies that's coming to us for Bungie Day as well. So go check out your Destiny server and update status help page for, for information, live updates as maintenance occurs, yada, yada, yada. They do have a couple of current known issues because it wouldn't be a player support report if we don't tell you what we fixed and what we haven't quite fixed yet. So the Lake of Shadows Nightfall is incorrect. Yeah. The Lake of Shadows Nightfall is incorrectly requiring players to own Forsaken. 
players who finish this week's means to an end quest and do not claim the challenge reward will be locked out of next week's portion of the quest. Players will be able to progress the quest again the following week. So if you do a thing, claim the thing. Otherwise, you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sirs. You get nothing for two weeks. Let's let's emphasize that for a second. You get nothing for two. Weeks. You should have turned it in. Doesn't wow. take a second. That's that's your you're clearly you're failing. The unfurl the banner crucible quest step updates when players reveal the mythic rank not the fabled rank. So you need to get to mythic, not fabled, to get that progressing. The Font of Light armor mod description does not match its effect. So Say what? Don't know what it does, don't know what it should do, but they don't match. So if you're trying to use the Font of Light armor mod and it's not doing what it says, you're right, it's not. Don't know what it should do. Budgie doesn't tell us here. You're going to have to look harder than this. Uh, this is a fun one. The Wither Horde's projectiles... Yeah, the Wither Horde's projectiles can appear randomly on screen when it's stowed. What? Yeah. Does it actually do damage? Uh, I, I I don't know. It just says the projectiles can appear randomly on screen when it's stowed. I don't know if it's just an animation glitch or if it actually you know creates the pool of damage. Don't know. Gonna have to find out. If, if you see a random Wither, Wither Horde thing laying around or flying in the air, yeah, who knows? Uh, the seasonal mods for Season of Arrivals are not appearing in players' collections, so if you have them and you want to keep them, don't delete them. You can't get them back. At least not through the collections. And the Fate of All Fools perk for the Jade Rabbit Scout Rifle is still not working as intended. And Hunters, congratulations on jumping, because apparently when Warlocks and Titans cancel their jump, they can sometimes auto-jump when landing. So at least you, can, you guys can jump. And for a full mis- list of emergent issues, go check out the Known Issues article. As a reminder, this is not all the bugs in the game. So if you're saying, hey, I'm seeing this bug and you haven't mentioned it here, it's probably on the page. We don't read everything every week. I've offered to. I've been shut down many times because nobody wants to hear that. Oh, no, it, we do. Yeah. On, on a week where we need to fill in from when we got, we're having a holiday, you can do that. And we'll, we'll just insert it here and say, this is the holiday week. <laughs> It'll be an hour of straight bug reading. It'll be great. And uh, that's the end of our twelve, except for some pretty pictures at the end. So, and again, as a reminder, fashion shows going on, art shows going on. If you're interested in competing in both of those or either of those, tweet a Bungie. You've got until uh, till Bungie Day when they announce the winners via retweet. And now we go to one of my other fantastic co-hosts for some sort of some sort of messages from on high. The community managers giving us some sort of update. Uh, what do we what do we call it? It's got some R's in it. Um, Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Respawn's really rad report roundup. Yeah, is that, is that it? No, that's I think that's what name. it was called last I week. It. Yeah, yeah. And I like it. So, Respawn, what sort of reports do you have to round up for us this week? All right. Well, these reports I got are that's the TWAB. Here we go. Catalyst, power level, and other Cosmo has feedback about a team swords has been forwarded. That's exactly what it says. I didn't have a stroke. Feedback about a team swords has been forwarded. Let's check out what that is. That is... Does it mean like the A team? Like, can I get a Mr. T sword? 
I have no idea. Uh, no promises, uh, but it sounds like fun. Make the pit of heresy swords. The one with the projectiles. We have Team Scorch. Now hear me out. Team Swords. I'm in. Team Swords of the Crucible. I'm absolutely in. Let's go. Yeah, I even reading what they're saying, it, it's it's almost like it's an afterthought. It looks like the point was made beforehand, and I'd have to go back and read it. You want to know what it means? Go read it. I don't have the time. They are sharing everyone's feedback with the team on max power levels with both weapons and armor. Talking over respawn because apparently he can't hear me anyway. What? It it's it's team swords, dude. Instead of team scorched, team swords. That's what it's about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see now. Cool. Yeah, I, I would totally dig that. <clears throat> um, sharing every feedback with the team on max power levels with both weapons and armor. Uh, take a drink. They've seen a lot of feedback that share source OP's point about legendary armor specifically, and that it feels bad to have a lot of masterwork materials invested in a piece of gear that will have its max power level capped out and no longer be useful in end game content. Agreed! Reddit link. <clears throat> no plans to turn on skill based matchmaking in Iron Banner. We will let the community know if anything changes. Twitter link. It will never change because they're out there to make the freaking streamers happy dmg has this to say their goal is to get more info out about transmog before season 12 let dylan know what questions are the highest priority to you but at link dylan will see take a drink if they can get some info on the next few weeks as to what will happen to catalyst acquisition a few things are still in flight slash planning reddit link Feedback about Matterweaves and its problems has been passed on to the team. What the hell is going on with Matterweaves? That's like Forge stuff. And okay, well, apparently I can't load uh, Reddit at this point in time. So you guys are going to have to look that up yourselves. Oh. The fine Matterweaves should be replaced by enhancement cores. Ah. Is the entirety of the post he's responding to. Gotcha. Uh, give, give feedback about the glass modifier. I, I agree with that. What, what's the point of getting those matter weaves to then have to activate them to then go and kill a boss to get an enhancement core to drop? Just give us the enhancement cores. Unless yeah. they were dropping two enhancement cores or a chance at maybe three enhancement cores, they don't. there's no point. It's just go here and shoot the lads because we couldn't be bothered to give you an enhancement core when you decrypted that weapon or dismantled that weapon. Right, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Fix for new Aikilos weapons. Not making progress on the sleeper catalyst is coming soon. Twitter link. Feedback about reissued weapons has been passed along. Take a drink and heard. Take a double drink. Twitter link, and that is it. No. You know. You know what? We haven't really heard that much from you this week, Respawn. So, what I'd like to hear is your best take on some lore. Okay. Fair enough. And it's now time for a Respawn's lore segment and what I'm calling lordy Dordy da I mean, I really can't argue with that. Oh no, I've lost my Cade wiki. All right, well... Oh my God, why are you on the Cade wikis? 
No, 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 no. I, I've lost it. So we, now I guess we're gonna have to do what to do to. So not our. Do it. We've told him about Ishtar. We've told him many times it's lore strength. No, I have the, the Ishtar is what I have up right now. I've lost the wiki that I was gonna finish before going to Ishtar. We, but apparently, we don't need to do that. I'm gonna have to get not off on here. To you. It's called IshtarCommander.com, which something. means that you'll do literally nothing apart from show up for the podcast. That's not true. He also reads the things that Ramshackle Shotgun puts together on the on the Destiny Roundup. Yeah, he reads something See? that somebody else puts together. Someone's got. I'm okay with that. You, me, Shotgun. <laughs> I'm got to. Yeah, buddy, you're one step away from being replaced. Uh, isn't it called IshtarCommander.com or some nonsense or .net? No, Ishtar Commander is the. Uh app that allows you to move things in and out of your Destiny game. You're looking for the Ishtar Collective. Collective, that's what it was. Because it's put together by a collective of Ishtars. Don't at me. I don't know what Ishtar actually refers to, because I'm not the lore guy here. He is not the lore guy here. Isn't it the um, thing on Mars? And I'm saying thing because I don't know what it is. It's a thing on Mars. Gade 6 has 652 new entries. Oof. Okay, here we go. Just a for guy. Um, I want to do his life. Let's see. What can we do? Cage challenge. Why don't you continue off. from where you left off last time? Because he because he lost that article. Because, we just yeah, we didn't, because that was a whole different webpage. That's why. Now I got to go to the Ishtar Commander and find out where the equivalent is here. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? If you've heard it before, deal with it. Starting from the beginning. Here we go. Page one, Cade Lore. Let's go. All right. So we're going to start with Cade Six being the most lighthearted of the Vanguard and was often accused of not taking risks seriously. Agreed. He's also notorious for his bets, which often got him into much trouble. Cade was resurrected sometime between Twilight Gap and the Iron Lord's demise. The earliest mention of him in the city was, I'm sorry, in the city news was 126 years ago. That's an old man. Though he claimed to be older than even that. Prior to his first death, Cade left behind several journals detailing various parts of his life. Many of Cade's memories of his past life had to do with two figures, his ace and his queen. However, with while Cade mentions putting ace to bed and the kindness of his queen, he later admits that they are not, in fact, real. He also says that while there are mentions of an ace in his journals, ace being his son is simply a theory, and he may not have existed at all. In reality... Cade used the flashes of memory he had to invent two people, which he used to cope with his loss and become a, quote, better man, end quote. Cade had an antagonistic relationship with many people in the tower, but his one with Eris Morn seemed even more so, especially after he stole her ship in order to infiltrate the Dreadnought. However, following her departure from the tower, Cade did admit to missing her. We move on to the Vanguard Dare. It is true, these are in quotes, by the way, it is true that finding a hunter representative to the Vanguard has always been difficult. 
their independent point of view is not something we can survive without. Though. And so over the years, we've had hunter mentors come and go. That is, of course, what the dare is for. Zavala. That whole quote was from Zavala. In case you didn't pick up on that. Prior to Andal Brask's appointment to Vanguard, the position had been empty for over two years. The previous Vanguard, Kalko Swift River, had been MIA with his dare nowhere to be found. After the first encounter with Tanix, the Scarred, Cade and Andal created their own dare. Whomever killed Tanix would be the winner, and the loser would be the one to take the Vanguard position. Cade killed Tanix for the first time. Winning the dare, Andal kept his promise and became the Vanguard. Later, Tanix returned, killing Andal. Cade killed the mercenary again, taking over Brask's position of Hunter Vanguard. Next topic, Cade and the Fallen. Cade seems to have a unique relationship with the Fallen. He found an unlikely ally against the Hive on the moon, and has, according to his own reports, asked them for advice on how to get out of being in the Hunter Vanguard. At the behest of Reef, I'm sorry, at the behest of the Reef, Cade and his six, quotation marks, tracked down and captured seven of the eight scorned barons. Later, after Varix discovered that the last, Fikrul, lived, Cade began his hunt again. He eventually returned with Fikrul and Aldrin Sav, both of whom were imprisoned in the prison of elders. Sometime after the Baron's capture, Cade and the Guardian were called on by Petra Venge to respond to a prison riot within the Prisoner of Elders. Prison of Elders, not Prisoner of Elders. Apologies. Venge soon discovered that it was not, in fact, a riot, but a prison break orchestrated by Aldrin and the Barons in an attempt to block their escape. Cade went in to face them alone and at the bottom of the prison. A firefight ensued in which Cade's ghost Sundance was destroyed. Aldrin Sov then came to take the Ace of Spades, killing Cade with it before the Guardian or Venge could arrive to help. A gathering took place in Cade's honor where the stories about Cade and his ghost were shared. And that's it for the overview. Next week, we'll get into the specifics, starting with the Dread Patrol. Thank you very much for that lovely read. You got it. So now I think it's time for your tips, tricks, guys, builds, where oh, yes. Night Demon watches YouTube so you don't have to nearly as much. <laughs> yeah, right. ne nearly as much. Yeah, that's a good idea. We call it that. So we have a Brave X Hero one-shot PvP kill build with Le Monarch. Now this is any character apparently, but preferably a hunter. And you, <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, and using the uh, stacks of light that you can get that we went over last week in one of the builds that you can actually put or actually use these in Crucible, and by putting specific mods on your build you can get a stack of light and then one shot with the monarch in crucible and it it looks a pretty disgusting build definitely something i'm going to try out so i thought you know we'll highlight it this week and see if anybody else wants to have a go at it next we have mano dastra 777 who has a zero hour heroic guide for season of arrivals 
and he goes over a couple of weapons that you might need and in the video he goes through solo in the heroic mode and how to approach jumps what you know specifics of how to do the heroic version i mean it's going to take a lot of practice i blue and myself tried this just before season of arrivals just to get a few um get a few practice runs in to get the jumps right and we failed miserably i think we only got to the boss once and that was only like about 30 seconds to spare because we were just terrible but i think over time you could probably get good at making the jumps and seeing as the heroic version is slightly different to the the standard version and you need to do the heroic one over again to get the catalyst or to get the ship that you can get from there i'm highlighting this because he points out that with the the start of the quest actually starts on titan to get the outbreak perfected or outbreak prime weapon starts on titan so i'm not entirely sure where that quest is actually going to go or if it's going to turn up somewhere else because he like he points out in his video the they removed the quest steps for Le Monarch and well, they removed the RNG element of Le Monarch and uh, Yotan and things like that in the forges and put them in a really long quest line. And rather than do a really long quest line that may come out next season uh, and following on, you've got more of a chance to go in and get it this season with some of the weapons that we've got and some of the builds that you can put together. So again, that's why I'm highlighting it because it's one of these things that's going to be sunset or part of it's going to be sunset. Next, we have Gaming Animal has got the Moments of Triumph 2020. And these are the nine that are available in the database and from what he can, what you can kind of see. And they're things like uh, do a, a Garden of Salvation raid, complete the dungeon, do the lost sectors on the moon and for the end of his video he's got eververse for the rest of july august and september moments of triumph for last year so just give you a quick overview you had to complete a certain amount of triumphs to unlock the shirt rewards that you could get at the bungee store and this was a 2019 moments of triumph t-shirt that you could be redeemed and there are other things that you could get like there was a jump ship there was a sparrow there was an emblem with that you had to complete missions for like the forsaken campaign so there was nothing left to stay mission you had to have forged 10 weapon frames in the forges you had to win a gambit prime match wearing full armor set of notorious armor uh, be dazzled fully upgrade your chalice of opulence uh, obtain the complete majestic solstice of heroes 2019 armor set above and beyond which was masterwork any piece of majestic solstice armor Exotic Arsenal, which was claimed the bad juju, outbreak perfected, and the whisper of the worm from their respective exotic missions. So expect something like this for 2020, which is why they're keeping them secret in the database at the moment, because there are two exotic quests, I believe, and they're hinting at the fact that one of them should be coming on Tuesday with Bungie Day. And it's been hinted every week. I see a YouTube video going, it's next week. Oh, no, no, it's next week. Oh, no, no, it's next week. We've got more of a chance of it happening on Bungie Day than releasing a, an exotic quest. So just keep your eyes peeled for that because I believe one of the quest steps is to kill or yeah, basically kill all those 50 eyes that you've seen around the map that we pointed out last week or the mm. week before. And you have to do it with the exotic grenade launcher, rocket launcher, or whatever it is that is part of the quest. So you've got to do the quest to get the thing and then you have to use it to then destroy the eyes. And 
I think it was Ninja Pups who I highlighted a couple of weeks back, had every single location for the 50 eyes. So go back and have a look at that. Yeah, I mean, you've got things like achieve Valor rank of legend in any season. So some of these things will be retroactive. It's not like you have to go back and do it again, because I believe that the complete the last wish raid was the last year's one. And I'd already done that. So that was good. That auto completed. Whereas the crown of sorrow I hadn't done. So I had to then go and complete it like the garden. This season is probably one of the ones that I'm going to have to make sure that I get done. So there's, they do a lot of little things that you, if you've been playing since the beginning of shadow keep, you should have kind of already unlocked them. And then they'll also add other ones in from solstice of heroes that comes later on in the month. So you won't actually be able to complete it until maybe nearer September if that is also included so it's just something for you to kind of think about now with like everything that's going away and if you want to get another seal to unlock and be a moment of triumph 2020 then it's worth a look as to cross gaming has a forge remedy review so this is the iron banner sidearm so if you're interested in roles for that then go and check this video out cool guy has done a couple of good deep dives this week on various different things and the first one i'm going to highlight is pulse monitor unleashed and he's put an argument together for it being a top tier weapon perk especially warlocks with devour so that's worth going watching what yeah that that's a very good build i watched the same video and in case somehow it had you know evaded you there's a lot of synergy between the pulse monitor and the devour perk especially on the you know for the warlock mm. it's a it's a ridiculous build it, it's a very tanky warlock build yeah, but is it a good is it a is pulse monitor a good overall build or is it a good build for the P- warlock specifically? Because he said it's a top tier perk, according to what Demon just said. Top yeah. tier perk warlock but, very specifically. Right. I mean it's a top tier perk overall, but really with this devour build, especially in PvP, it's just a vicious build. It's just dumb. It's really mm-hmm. good. Okay. So I mean good perk on a good build on top of that. It's a perk that's just that's just had a buff with the recent sandbox update. So same as the, the dynamic sway that you know even before the the buff that it got, I I was a, an advocate for it. I like dynamic sway on the weapons, like especially on an oh, auto absolutely. rifle. And then it got the buff, and it, the same with like the pulse monitor. It was an average perk, but now it's an argument for being a top tier perk on certain weapons and certain builds that you can put together. Cool guy. Also, this one's for you, Respawn. Has put a Trinity no. Ghoul advanced guide together for all nine subclasses. So this is for Titans, Hunters, and Warlocks with all three subclasses in arc, of course, to use and pairing it together to make it, you know, a really dangerous build, especially for kind of PvP. Um, and he also has the full Sorry, path PvP Trinity yeah. Ghoul. Seriously. Yeah. Yep, huh. in the in the in his gameplay, it's PvP. Interesting. So, it, it's like like with hunters, you've got like the skip grenade. So if you manage to get a skip grenade kill, it procs your bow. You can then get another kill with that. Yeah, and then you've also got like uh, the liar's handshake if you're dodging and punching, and then you know you, you've dodged out the way you, next to another enemy, and all you have to do is tag them in the foot, punch them, they're dead. You've got the bow again. It's just, I mean, cool guys are really good player. But some, you know, it makes these builds make average players a little bit better, I guess. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel a bit better using some of these builds. 
he also has the forward path AR SMG hybrid guide. So this is for the forward path that has got the, I think it's iron gaze. I think that's the one, isn't it? So iron that's game, the one. That, grip. Yeah. Yeah. Iron gaze is the one that gives you more target acquisition. So it gives you more target acquisition at the cost of range, but he's put a, a kind of case together for it actually being the best SMG that you could have. Now, yes, I did see that. Oh my god, yeah, that video, mm -hmm. dude. Yes, because okay. it's it's like a rock solid stable. If you can get certain rolls on it, and you get the target acquisition on it, so it's better than an SMG. And what I was thinking about, if you put this on, say, a Titan with the Actium War Rig, and put a Gnawing Hunger in your energy slot, you've then got. An SMG that you can, if you've got like good handling on it, you can whip it out faster if you've run out of auto rifle and mow them down with the, your kind of AR SMG. So something for you to think about. And then finally, Fallout Plays has a cold denial god roll guide. So this is for anybody that's looking for a roll on the new pulse rifle. And I think I agree with him completely. This cold denial feels completely different to the Redrick's broadsword or redrix claymore mm -hmm. whichever version you've got i find that the redrix bounces a hell of a lot and i thought it was going to be one that i'd be able to use i think maybe it's more of a it's one of those pc guns that it's going to be a little bit more stable with mouse and keyboard whereas on controller i find that it bounces a bit too much for my my liking and the cold denial just seems to be a, a complete laser and even at like stability i think in the low 60s it's better than the the redrix that i've got that's got uh the the best one that i've got i think has got a stability of 77 and the range isn't that bad i think it's range of like 70 or something you know it's really really good bill it's the perfect one but i i can't i can't seem to use it you know i i, I perk myself out with my i pimp myself out in my titan with all the different perks of target acquisition the unflinching and i i couldn't get the redrix to work i mean maybe it's just me that I, I needed a bit more practice but the cold denial seemed to be working so much better for me and there are several different roles that fallout plays gives you for pvp and pve and various different versions of that depending on how you want to play and and what kind of platform you're playing on so that's also worth a watch and there's two i wanted to mention that i haven't heard you mention um, one is just I was uh, I was far and I followed Jackley and Andy this week just to get some enhancement cords cores and I saw uh, Ekujin Ekujin yeah E K U E G N him yeah. has put out a video on you know easiest and fastest way to get enhancement cores so I said oh, let me check this out you can do it solo doesn't require a friend basically go to your gunsmith pick up the bounties he has go to Titan until Titan goes away in September go on onto the Arcology there's a spot there sort of in that pool where enemies just spawn infinitely over and over again. Just stand there and farm those enemies. Bring them back. Turn that stuff in. You know, get those bounties done. You can also um, the blues and stuff from that drop at like a five energy light. You can put, or I'm sorry, five energy level. You can infuse them up a level or two, break them back down again. You'll get cores that way. He goes over that whole system in his video. We'll put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And also, I didn't see where that he mentioned it, but um, Cami Cakes did a video crediting Ikajin for. Uh, a Mask of the Quiet One, Tommy, uh, Tommy's uh, matchbook. God, my brain cut out there for a minute. 
So I guess Zer this week, you know, again, focusing on, hey guys, Zer is selling high-powered, randomly rolled weapons. So this week he has a uh, high stat 62 total Mask of the Quiet one he's selling, which gives you the dreaded Visage perk, which grants you ability energy when you're damaged, and when critically wounded, it gives you the, your mouth, your maximum health back. So Cammy Kicks put that together with Tommy's matchbook, because when you fire the Tommy's matchbook, it basically takes your shield down, but doesn't take your life down. So basically, it's a it's sort of a high risk, high reward, min max build of you're basically you know taking your life and shield down with Tommy's matchbook, and then if you get that kill, putting it back up again with Mask of the Quiet one, and sort of bouncing between those. And he has a whole you know breaks it down how he puts this together and adds a couple other mods to it. It also gives you two mods that I've lost my notes somewhere. I wrote these down. It's basically <laughs> one mod that gives you, you know, when your shield breaks, makes you more powerful, and the other mod that gives you more damage. So it's just basically bouncing back and forth between those two. Watch the video, you'll get the mods he uses. But I just thought it was an interesting Tommy's Matchbook, Master of the Quiet One build, to sort of bounce between lowering your life, bringing it back up again, and doing double damage. So we'll put that one in the show notes, too. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Drop, drop it here inside the, uh, the no, thing. because I want to You don't get it. it. You don't get it. I'm gonna. All right. No, because you you'll forget it in a minute. No, I won't. Yeah, I, I've, I, I've wrote it down here on my phone. Yeah, I made notes about which exact mods he used, and now I've lost my note of what it was. It was basically, yeah, it was like protecting, protection of light, something like that. Basically, it gives you like when your shield breaks, it gives you like significant. Uh, significant Deep resistance, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's basically, it's like you know, it, it just you know, bring your health down, bring it back up, bring your health down, bring it back up. He uses in PvP, he's cami cakes. Yeah, he's that, not bad that at I PvP. Did know about. I just didn't know about mixing it with the the veil yeah. and the hunter. That's that that's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. The master, the quiet one, and giving you basically giving you your back on a kill. So yeah, drop your and he, he talks about you know pre-firing the Tommy's matchbook, getting that spun up. And getting that one of the mods he uses gives you like increased damage, so you're doing more damage as you're hurting yourself. You get that kill, boom, you get full life, boom, you get increased damage again. When you do drop your shield down to the point, either because you're taking damage or because Tommy's benchbook, it gives you the increased enhancement, increased uh, resistance from the the mod he uses. Just one of those again, high risk, high reward. I'm not sure I'd use in Crucible, but if you want to, you know, play around with it, it might be something fun to do. Bring into Iron Banner and just get murdered by people. Cool. Or murder them, being very uh... one or the other, fifty-fifty shot. <laughs> and those are the only two that I I watched and sort of pulled out that weren't all like the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I like yeah I like the um the one that you were talking about the uh, auto rifle becoming a super stable SMG that basically aims itself for you. It's like that's disgusting. So him. Yeah. Have we hit that point to talk about our the emails we've gotten and do a little uh, Iron Banner dive? Sure. Iron Banner slash matchmaking. We get we got nothing left unless y'all got something left. I ain't got nothing left. I think we well, no, need to cover all the things. That's the kind of reason that I I left this to the end because I thought maybe some people don't want to hear us discuss this, or maybe they do. Maybe they want to fast forward to this point in the show and and hear our discussion on connection-based skill-based matchmaking which we're going to continue from last week's show yeah so um <laughs> like i've said many many times it sucks absolutely 
Should should I read the emails we've gotten from our two people and then launch into our discussion? Yes, discussion. I'll, I'll let you you That's you read those and then I can add some things. And you can yeah, I, I didn't as I didn't capture the things folks were saying in band, so I don't know if you you have those. But I have the two emails: one from Colin, Colin and one from Kay Jones. Okay, and I so, will capture the stuff in band. Then. All right, yeah. So Colin yeah. Stanton. You know, we've got a couple emails this week about people after the change to matchmaking, taking away our skill and, or no, taking away our connection, making it. Yeah. What is it right now? It's connection. It's based. currently it is connection. connection. They took connection away skill, made a connection. Yes. It's been a long week. Right. So they took away our skill based matchmaking and made it connection based matchmaking. And if you, you know, hear, hear from Ascendant Nomad and some others, you know, yes, it, it's helped, you know, connection times because certain folks in those tiers and things aren't playing against the connection of the game being super slow. The rest of us, though, have had more of a rough experience. So Colin Stanton emailed us and said, I play on PS4 under the gamer tag, The Bergen. I am by no, I am by far nowhere near the best PvP player. I took it as a challenge with skill-based matchmaking to test my seal against all, all comers. I must say, after three days of grinding to get all three of my Guardian's Iron Banner bounties done, I will not touch one foot back on the Crucible until Bungie fixes this disaster. <laughs> I used to normally be at the top of the leaderboard in control and could hold my own in 3v3 play. I have not gotten over 15 kills in three days on any of my Guardians and have generally been at the bottom with under a 0.5 KD. I know Respawns said you that you either get good or get out. Well, I'm out. Sad thing is, I've been on the fence about buying the DLC with the Sunset of Weapons and Gear especially with some of the game, the same gear going above 1060 as long as you regrind it, combined with how bad the Crucibles have gotten. Bungie may lose a paying gamer because their game has been declining for over a year, and with each new season, the trailer looks great, the gameplay is trash. Thank you for listening to me rant. And Kay Jones also writes in to say, Hi, I just wanted to thank you for your research and you know depth of conversation about the Crucible you went into and for all the useful links and videos to look at. It was really great to hear your thoughts. The comment you, you came across and read out summed it up perfectly, and I completely related. I suffer from anxiety, depression, and PTSD, and have found Destiny a really positive thing in my life. I played almost every night for several hours with my partner, and have become part of a fantastic clan who are supportive, helpful, and great fun to play with. Clearly not ours. I'm by no means complaining about Bungie or the game, but I'm curious as to how others felt about it, and if I'm alone in feeling so pushed down. I do still love Destiny, and I'm saddened by the fact that now... I find part of it can have a negative impact on my mental health. I keep trying, though, but in smaller amounts of Crucible, and now only with clan members or my partner, but not at all on my own, so my brain can cope. Sorry this has been a long email. Want to thank you for such a conversation, in-depth conversation about the Crucible, which I found a huge help and really interesting. Looking forward to listening to the next episode of the podcast. So, I mean, first, thank you both for writing in. We really appreciate it. It's been really great just to have like some ongoing conversations with you guys. Thank you again, and thank you for everyone who's been writing in. And Reese, Night Demon, do you have the? Because in in our band, you know, in our clan this week, a couple of guys in, in our band chat were also sort of you know feeling the same way about this. Yeah, so I've got a message from Sammy K three hundred. So he said he started the podcast and listened to the part about the skill based matchmaking going. He did six iron banners last night and four control. Every second match was against the six stack. Broke up the teams after every match because none were close. Came away with four wins, six losses. I normally average about 16 kills a match. It was 10 last night. Funnily enough, Control felt sweatier than Iron Banner. 
Lots of fell winters and seems to be a lot of more mountain types annoying hunger combos. At least that's what I felt and I died most too. All in all, didn't feel like as fun as it did in the past. Iron Banner had been my favorite PVP mode. So I'll stick with it in case it was just a bad night. And that was on PC, by the way, and he admits matchmaking was significantly faster. Uh, then we had Golden God, 1562. Today, 1-3 of 5 was 84 and 13. It was the worst loss I'd ever suffered. Uh, my team had 3 and the other team had like 90. But in the end, he won because he got to Lesto. So <laughs> uh, makes everything better. It does. It does when at least you get some drops out of suffering. We call uh, that the Panoramics 18 method. <laughs> as soon as he'd load in half my damn team had left and the other team was one clan and they were doing sliding shotguns yeah that's um not very nice and then we had a video footage from andy 13 who sent us proof that connection-based matchmaking wasn't working for him with warping warlocks all over the place and running into walls and people killing somebody that wasn't there that was there so that stuff is still happening to some people we uh, call they... those some people Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Yeah, Andy and I think Sammy are both Australia. So they're. Ex I always feel like there should be a big asterisk. It's like if you're in Australia or that part of the world, you're going to have a different experience from everybody else with it being with it being peer to peer, which is unfortunate. But uh, yay for peer to peer matchmaking. If you're in Australia and you play Destiny two, you're gonna have a bad time. So I'll give you guys some rundowns because I know these two probably haven't written it down. As part of our research this week, we have gone into Iron Banner. Um, I've played exclusively in Iron Banner. I haven't actually played Control. But have you guys played anything else apart from that? No. no I'll I've tell you why because I know I've looked at you, what you've done this week. Yeah. Nope. I've just yeah I've lived in Iron Banner. Done some other stuff outside of it. But yeah. yeah. Only PvP I've played is Iron Banner this week. So I wanted to get a sense of that versus what else, what else I've played recently. So just to give people an, a, a rough idea of where we're coming from with our feedback this week, I played 78 Iron Banner games. I had 42 defeats. That's a 54% loss uh, with 36 wins, which is 46%. Respawn had 18 games and 13 of those were losses. Parody had 23 games and 12 of those were losses. I know I'm only mentioning the losses because when you lose... You really do it lose. Feels bad, it's yeah. it's you know you you'd get mercied and then the game would go. We're breaking those people up. If you were solo queuing it like I was, I then got placed into a match that was halfway through and mm -hmm. lost again. Uh, the best one was that I'd been mercied, got matched into another game. The game had ended by the time I flew in. I literally touched ground and it went to you know the reward screen. I didn't get anything, but I'd wasted five minutes wait, waiting for a game getting into a game flying there getting no rewards and then waiting to go back into another game so yeah that was good fun yeah the same thing happened to me twice what one of those losses is is zeros across the board because i yeah i didn't even see the game i was i went from flying in to a black screen to being back and match back and matchmaking again i never even set foot on the ground in that match as it was ending so good times yeah 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 like i said i played 23 games Went, you know, 10 wins, 12 losses. And I've had like, I've had two different experiences. Iron Banner. The first night I jumped in when it went eight wins, five losses, had a pretty good night. Like it was, it felt sort of normal. 
you know, certainly getting less kills, certainly doing less well overall, but like, you know, we were winning. I was sort of with a good group of people. It was fairly evenly matched people. And then I jumped in with 19 and ODST and we got stomped, went two and five. Then I played a couple this morning and just lost every one of them and just got ran over by six stacks. So I've, I've got a theory. And again, my, my, you know, 23 game sample is not night demons 78 or others, but I, I have a theory. If you sort of get into a lobby with people sort of matched at your level, like they're all sort of close games, just don't leave matchmaking sort of stay in there. Cause it seemed like every time I had a good little streak, I would leave that either to pick somebody up or just to fly to the tower or something, or even just to leave your matchmaking and go back in. That's when it seemed to really kick me into either you just, you're going to get mercy land over and over again, or here's some six sacks. So I don't know if you know, yeah. that's, 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 that's sort of my working theory of it. If you've got like, you know, eight to 10 people that are just playing it, just stay with those eight to 10 people. And at least you won't get the six stack because there's nowhere to put them right now. I don't know. <laughs> I think some of the worst six stacks that I've seen are the ones that have a symbol for their clan. And it's mm-hmm. like destiny killers. And you're like, oh, no. Right. It's like. And they're all they're all in brokens. They all have mountaintop. Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. Like, like without it, like, like you know, because I've seen I, once or twice I saw a six stack and it was like a six stack of frozen and it was just people running, running around doing whatever. It's like, okay, you can tell those people and then you can tell the we're going to come and stop the noob six stacks. Yeah. Are you just using frozen as an example? Or did you actually? Oh, oh no, no, I'm totally using frozen as an example because that's what that's what we would do in D is, is you know, getting with a group of six and just run around and yeah, we'd win a fair number just because we could talk to each other. But no, we, we definitely were not stomping people consistently. Sometimes, sure, but so can everybody. Yeah, we're not like the videos that you see that are put out by MTash and Destiny Fun Police of, oh, I've teamed up with Cool Guy, Fallout Plays, and we're doing a six-stack team and going against other players because, you know, we can do that. It's not like that. We are average at best players just being able to communicate and go, he shot me in the back of the head. Well, where are you? Oh, it doesn't matter. He killed me now. So... That that's the kind of communication that you we used to get in the teams as sixes. You know, you you try Absolutely. and communicate. I'm what, so bad at that too. What what flag <laughs> He's were you over on? Here. Where's um, over here? I don't yeah, know. I, I'm over here. <laughs> Where's over here? What? I mean, we've been playing this game for how many years? What flag did you die on? <laughs> I, all I can see is like there's a skull on the map. Just please communicate. Just but yeah. I mean, but like, I think some of the frustration we, like Respawn was saying at the beginning of the show to us, that he wasn't playing to win. He was just doing the bounties. Now that also does, I've said this in previous Iron Banners, that also plays into how the the Iron Banner matches used to go. And I think to some certain degree that it does now, because I found, and I think a lot of other people have found that one of the bounties is bugged. And that's the one where you have to be below a certain level of light to then kill somebody above your light. Now, mm. I I was matching people that were about 10.30 because they'd lowered their light to get those kills at, for the t- people at 10.50. So going in, I would look at who's on the opposite team. So I need to lower my light lower. And I was going in like 50 light lower. I was like 1,000 light. That was it. Just so that I was 50 light lower than everybody. And... Even then, the kills didn't seem to be registering. But then I was being a negative effect on my team so I could get that bounty done. And as soon as I got that bounty done, it was like, quick, whack my light back up, and that's it. I want to continue playing and enjoy the game. So I think things like that do have 
have a knock-on effect. I mean, the the auto rifles and the sidearm quest part didn't, and I think that was good that Bungie acknowledged that this time. That yes, maybe the sidearm part was a little bit more complicated to do if you weren't used to sidearms, but everybody can pick up an auto rifle, and I think I did it in two games with the sweet business. It was that bit was fun. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, I really wish Bungie would go back to at least rotating Iron Banner like through you know even if you just do like controlling Clash because because that was what I noticed like I, I the first night I got on I played the thirteen games I finished all four well and I finished all four bounties I finished the quest line got it all knocked out that night over a couple of hours but that's the thing I noticed like in the games we lost and in the games like when I was playing with uh, with you and Odie. And if people were capturing zones, we would do well. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's the games where you're going to get stomped, you're going to get stomped, there's nothing you can do, you're just done. But the games where we were losing and it was close, or we were ahead and all of a sudden just got further and further behind, people just stopped capturing zones altogether. I can't tell you the number of times people were, you know, respawned, like practically on A or C, ran over them and just ran off to B to get killed again or whatever, and didn't even stop to linger on the zone for minutes. Like, you know, you can help your chances here, guys, if you just capture a zone, like wait 30 seconds. And then run off and get yourself shot in the face. So there's yeah. definitely the you're playing for the bounties, or you're playing just to you know screw around, and being a detriment to the actual winning of the matches. So I wish they would at least rotate it from you know put make it clash, make it supremacy, make it something that's not control. So at least you can if people are going to run around and you know, work on their their bounties anyway, which is what everyone's doing. Everyone's working on the bounties in the quest line. They're not playing control necessarily in this. You know, lean into that. Like that's what everyone's going to do anyway don't make us play control. So everybody who's trying to maybe play control gets super frustrated because you're just losing every match and not getting stopped because your team isn't capturing any zones. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got a couple more comments that I found on Paul Tassi put out a video this week where he goes over his thoughts on Iron Banner and the connection-based matchmaking. And I will link it in the show notes because it's really interesting to hear, especially for people that have been feeling really bad about it and only hearing good things from streamers and youtubers so it was an average because guy's that's take. The people that freaking benefits man it was an average guy's take on what the game mode is and some of the comments in his um youtube video were quite good so bgbq8 solo queued in iron banner was such a uh, played 11 games eight of them were against full stacks so things like that just it's not just you're not the only person out there that it's happening to and a lot of six stacks are taking advantage of that quarantine dad i haven't been mercied in a while until this season no skill based matchmaking is a damn joke i hate pvp now actually grinding the same bs every season is old three characters at 1060 i'm done buck delorean i consider myself a pretty average player i played 17 matches and went full four and 13 six were mercy losses turned my tokens in and all got trash rolls for the grenade launchers and trash legs pretty much a waste of time robbie love the connection based matchmaking in terms of i shoot and it registers so now when i get a kill or die i know it's a valid outcome but well connection based matchmaking seems to go oh you're a solo player let me introduce you to these six stacks of hunters out of around eight games or so, I've had five against full stacks, which usually lead to a mercy after mercy. They need to go back to what they did a few Iron Banners ago and match stacks with stacks. Which, yeah, which was a thing, wasn't it? There was a lot of people, uh, at one point, Bungie did say that they were going to start matching 
more of a stack teams against other stack teams, but they seem that, that seems to have kind of drifted off now, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, I, I don't know if I don't know if they purposely turned it off or if it just got broken in one of these various updates. But yeah, it doesn't seem to doesn't seem to be a thing. It seems like if I'm if you're with like like when we were playing three the other day, I saw a lot of like two and threes there. But if you're just solo queuing, it seems like solo or sixes or solo and five and not much in between. A lot of people are agreeing with parody that connection-based matchmaking sucks. Uh, we've got Henry VDL. Maybe this is just me, but I can't remember the last time I didn't come last in a Crucible match since the removal of skill-based matchmaking. Yeah, I suck, but at least put me with others who suck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drivelin. I played Crucible exactly once after they switched to connection-based matchmaking, and I'll never touch it again. I have zero idea why anyone would feel strong favour over connection, over skill, unless you enjoy being stomped on more often than not. As long as connection-based matchmaking is in place, multiplayers will not be the casually friendly. Edit. I would also be okay if they implemented a system like Halo 5 uh, multiplayer, where the users get to choose if they favour skill, connection, or balance. That was a great idea. I didn't realise they did that. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I, I knew, yeah, I haven't played Halo PvP in years, but yeah. No. Give, give us, now again, Halo, I believe, has servers, so you can do that. But, it, <laughs> but, but, at, but at least, you know, options. Options are a thing, Bungie. Like, I know you don't have dedicated servers to, to say this is a connection server, this is a skill server, whatever, but there's ways to do this. So, I mean, Paul Tassi himself says that he thought it was weird. You know, at first he thought it was better, but as much as he's seen the the pro streamers go, you know, I like this because, you know, connection base is the best thing to ever happen. But for the average player, which includes himself, it's, you know, and he says he's not a PvP god in the least. It's It's been all over the place, probably even more so in Iron Banner than normal Iron Banner matchmaking. And it's always kind of just been a disaster on every level. So a ton of mercies, mostly because of the nature of the game mode. But I found that with this Iron Banner, I'm getting mercied a lot more. Whereas before, there might be that fighting chance that you could pull it back slightly. Or, you you know, the, the, if the six stacks are there, the six stacks are there. But this Iron Banner, I felt it a lot more. I, I don't know about you guys. I'm guessing the same yeah absolutely this was this was an, a nightmare you saw by my by my win loss yeah. record i just you know after playing on pc i just i gave up on pcs you know the first couple games we played were all matched against five and six teams and i was like i'm not even i'm, I'm gonna try to win but i'm not gonna sweat you know i'm mm-hmm. not it's i'm not gonna let it get to me i'm gonna do the best i can without stressing myself yeah. and just focus on completing the bounties and I used a lot of grenade launcher because I needed to get those kills. So obviously that made it a little worse of an experience. Um, but overall, I just, I wasn't a fan because every, not only are you going up against teams, you're going up against like sweaty teams. Like you can't find a one V one in any of the matches that I was playing. It's crazy. You turn a corner, you think, Oh, there's one guy. And then you get shot from behind above left, right. And center. She's like, what? <laughs> and sometimes know? it's not even the six stacks it's literally three or four good and we're talking good players these are players that when you see the end results of the match it's a 5.0 kd a 3.44 a 2.5 and you're thinking god before you'd be lucky if you maybe saw two of those 
maybe every other match. Maybe you'd get somebody on your team that, that was godly. But now it just seems to be if they're on the team, they're on the team. And like a lot of people were saying, you don't even place in the top three if you're, you know, unlucky. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that's that's one of the big things about all of this is, you know, you, you had the skill based matchmaking, you had a, you know, a range of skill there, but it was like, for the most part, no one person is going to absolutely turn the tide of that match. But you dump, you know, one person who's going to get their 5 0 or their 9 0 or 12 0 KD and get, you know, 25, 30, 40 kills in a match, whatever team they're on is going to win. It, yeah. it basically doesn't matter who the other 11 people are at that point. Whoever has that one person is going to win the match. And to help you, if there's, you know, if it's that guy and a friend or, you know, two people, you know, in a fire team with that person, whoever is on that team absolutely dictates the outcome of the match. Like you might as well not even play it out because it's going to come out the same way every time. And I think that's yeah. the frustrating thing is that you're almost, you're, you know, like the odds are stacked against you from the get go. And I think that's, and the, that's what I was going to say too. It almost feels like you never get the good guy on your team, you know? <laughs> Right, yeah, and that was sort of my experience with the, like with the with the run I had the first night I got on played. Actually, for you know one more than we lost, it was a group of people. Like there were a couple of you know better, you know nobody nobody out there stomping the field, but there was there were people who like you know you know they were at the top every single time. You know, like not way, you know, not like twenty kills above, but you know they were at the top. They were clearly the best player in that group of twelve every time. And it was sort of like if they were on my team, we won. If it was on the other team, we lost, and it bounced back and forth. And I think that's sort of the the balance of because I see all the streamers saying you know we're frustrated because with the with the connection based you know we're or I'm sorry yeah with the skill based they're they're say. they're fighting against the yeah with this with the the skill based matchmaking the people with the higher skill level are fighting against the game to get in and play because they're having to sit in orbit for so long while find someone of their skill which harms them the the other way around it hurts the rest of us because we're getting dumped in with people way above and way below our skill level. Yeah. So it, it really is, you know, again, two sides of the same coin. And a year from now, we're going to be right back having this discussion again, because it seems like once a year, it comes around again. And why we need this discussion now, because like you've just said, it hurts the majority of the player base. The only people that seem to be having an advantage from this are the high skill players who are now actually being able to get into lobbies faster the us average players are suffering because we're in the middle because right. we then have to fight against those top tier players we are then also trying to help the lower skilled players in getting wins and the lower skilled players are trying to get better but they're not being able to get better because you've got the stack people or you've you it doesn't help the lower skilled people when you have somebody on your team that is 21 and 0 because that's not helping their skill that's helping the guy that's got 21 and 0 just mop the floor with the opposite team and, and vice versa it doesn't help the people that lower skill get better at their skill level because by the time they've actually tried to learn something and get to, to an approach on a, on a, an enemy you know the person that's been doing to like the zip, zip zip across the map has managed to kill that person even before you've blinked or vice versa it's just yeah I don't, it, it, I don't feel it's helping right it, it, like i could almost make the argument if it were helping, you know, both sides of the spectrum, if this helped the high skill, you know, the high skill and the low skill players, if it made it better for both of those groups, it would be a better experience for the community. The streamers can have a happier time. So they're not whining as much. The people who, 
you know, are not the high skill who want to maybe step into crucible, play some iron banner with their friends. If it helped them too, it, it, it may still suck for us in the middle. And, and I'm not even sure if I can really put us in the middle. We're probably in that lower skill tier anyway. If it helped both, both ends of the spectrum, it would be a better experience all around for everyone and the community and help get people into the game mode and into the game because mm. it only it's weighted to only help. I'm going to say the top 1% or maybe the top 1% of the 1%. Yeah. I don't know because it's weighted so heavily in their favor. The game looks better. Like, like, you know, the, the shiny box of the game looks better because the people making the content, the people following and, and seeing it you know is a better experience but then you get in and you try to have that experience as a new player or someone who pl- who plays pve and says oh let me step into step into to crucible it seems better now you're going to have a worse experience it's like it's like a almost like a bait and switch of oh this is great now everything's good no things are bad things are real bad you don't want to be here you go back to where you were and, and-, and the problem is is you know all these um high skill players the greater majority of them are streamers right and so streamers give bungie constant free advertising so I think Bungie is catering to these guys so that at the very least they keep playing their game. So they keep getting this free advertising and they, they keep getting their game out there for people to see and people to want to play in this and that and the other is what I think. And that's why those that are not the high skill streamer level type players are just kind of getting put on the wayside. It's like, yeah, I understand it's not great for you, but you know, you're not a streamer. So sorry, bud kind of I mean, thing like we're almost back to the trials problem it's it, it helps it helps the people at the top and hurts everybody below thus killing your community thus we're gonna be back to the streamers going no one plays here i'm back to long loading times because there's no one around to play you anymore because you're only left. playing against other streamers at that point yeah just... i mean that that's two interesting points that both of you have raised there now on the destiny community podcast this week uh, a statement was made by one of the guys on there, that Destiny is a content-based game, not an esports game. And I thought that was quite valid for this whole connection-based Absolutely. Absolutely. And he hit the nail on the head, and he wasn't even talking about connection or skill-based. But Destiny is a content-based game. It's not an esports game. So why do we have to sometimes keep catering to the esports or the higher echelon of player? And the other thing that... And the other thing that you would... Um, saying about parody with content creators in their videos that they made whilst we were in a skill-based matchmaking era it they you know in none of their videos did you ever see them get outclassed they could still go 21 and 0 there was or in the edits that we saw they still were able to go in with their loadouts with their weapons their their goofy loadouts that sometimes that are put together like you see with destiny fun police Things like that, they could still show off their showcase of what they wanted to do for their video, and we would still watch it. So, unfortunately, the only thing that they had that was negative in their favor was they had to wait in a queue a little bit longer. Yeah, um, which only you know, it's one of those, you know, again, you know, uh, trying to put myself in that position. Yes, it's really frustrating if you're just trying to play the game and you're sitting in queue. Like, you're, you know, I sent a nomad put out a video week he's like you know i'm gonna try to look at this objectively i'm gonna get flamed for it that's just what it is you know, yeah, you know he, he, he refers to himself yeah as a crucible doctor and says you know it's super frustrating playing against the game itself when you're just trying to play the game by sitting in orbit having those load times and again most people this is not their experience now i'll also say you know i don't know what the community breakdown is because obviously there's fewer people on pc than there are on the consoles console been around longer it's easier to get into etc 
you know, Night Demon and I have both played on on Xbox exclusively. Respawn's played on a little bit of both PC and Xbox. You're going to have a different experience if you're on PC. You're going to have a different experience if you're on PC and you're a high skill player. It's a small community in a small community that's going to exacerbate your problems. Just like you know, Respawn was saying, don't play Iron Banner on PC. That's where all the high skill players are. Not to say they aren't yeah, on the yeah. consoles as well. But I mean, if you're if you're going to build a gaming PC, if you're going to play the gaming PC, if you're going to do that well, you know that, that's sort of like the, like the next step up. Anybody can buy a console, jump onto it, play with it. Don't want to think about it. If you're going to you know specifically build you know have your gaming PC and play a game this way, you're playing against people who are also doing that and also creating content and also everything else. You know, you're you're putting yourself into a uh, as a small fish into a very big pond. And yes, mm-hmm. it's frustrating when you're the big fish in that pond. But you got to eat something, and it's all a small fish. And eventually, you either eat all the small fish or you find a new pond. And then we're right back where we started. It seems like both of these are running right back to PvP is a terrible experience because no one's around to play PvP with. So people who want to play get stomped, and people who want to play at a higher level only play the people at the higher level because you've killed the entire ecosystem. Yeah. And I feel like, but I feel like you know, I'm sure there's a whiteboard somewhere at Bungie where they're going, how do we? How do we create an experience where they both don't eventually lead to this? Because it's you know connection and skill based, you're both eventually going to lead to the same outcome of you know it being just streamers versus streamers and no one wanting to set foot into because either they don't want to or they've heard it so bad. Why even bother? Yeah, I mean, I I get it. I do get it for for the content creators. It is it is bad for them to have to to wait, and they shouldn't have to wait for a game that they like to play and a game that they like to put videos out for. But unfortunately, unfortunately, it's now hurting, I feel, like the majority of players that are the average players or the lower skill players. I mean, I'll, I'll go back to Paul Tassie's video where he just says that, you know, it's been it's been wild swings with the games that he's been playing in Iron Banner. You know, he'd, he'd normally get his usual games where he'd get farmed by six stacks. And he'd heard a lot of people complaining, but, you know, it's not ideal. He points out that in one game he went twenty-one and zero, and then literally the next game he got one kill at zero point one three, and it it just seems like an utter disaster to him that it's that severe of a swing, because that's not helping anybody with how they want to get better. I mean, you don't want to get mercyed over and over again when trying to get better. That's not helping your confidence. It's not helping the game. It's not helping your team. It's just, it's a knock-on effect. And, you know, you're more likely to remember to just get 80 to 15 and stomp to mercy by six, six stack than you are to kind of remember the the wins that you get. Like, uh, you know, that that was a close win. You know, we, we got it by one point. But you're more likely at this point to remember every single mercy. Like we've said it, uh, at the start of this discussion, we remember like we've got mercy like five, six, seven times. And it's just like, oh my God, just this wasn't the way that we thought it would be. And I'm, I'm guessing from other people that have been playing just in normal control, that that's the way it's been for them. I mean, Iron Banner is meant to bring a lot more players into the pool because a lot more people enjoy playing Iron Banner, but it's obviously having, it's showing it's highlighting it a lot more. Isn't yeah. It? I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's like, basically like I, I have been saying for weeks and have stayed out of quick play because quick play was absolutely like a sweat fest. You're going to get stomped. And I don't remember 
if they, you know, what what matchmaking that was using before this change, but now everything feels like quick play, where you're just you're just rolling the dice before you go in. Of will this be a good match? Will I get stomped? And that's not an experience anybody wants to have. It's not something, you know, if I can drag Panoramics in for a couple matches or drag Blue Screen or drag someone who doesn't enjoy PvP in, this is not the way to get them back. You know, like like folks have said, you know, I'm never doing this again. Why why would I want to hurt myself? Let me go do something else in this game where it doesn't involve just straight suffering. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that he's saying that the, the, he feels like the game is playing a bit fast and loose with the way it's actually matching people up because he, he, I mean, the example that he gave is that he, you lost the last game by 50, not like a hundred. So it doesn't mercy you, but then you just go back into the match with the exact same teams and you just go over the same thing that you just, you lose by X amount, but because you've, you've actually managed to push past that threshold of that one or two extra kills before they've hit 75 you're then just still in that kind of rotation with the exact same teams. And that doesn't feel right. Just you shouldn't have, it doesn't even kind of mix the teams up as much. It's just, I think, uh, I think when I was with you parody, we went against the same team and that happened with us twice, didn't it? Just that we didn't get to the point of being mercied. We just pushed over that threshold, but then it wasn't enough to say, we're going to mix those teams up. It was exactly the same team that we were facing. And the poor guy that was carrying us still had to carry us the next game. So it's just, we were like, oh my God, we've still got him. No. So yeah, matchmaking is kind of all over the place. And depending on your skill level, it just seems worse for the lower skill players, as Paul Tassie <laughs> was saying. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I mean, I, I watched Paul Tassie. And then uh, in his video, he says that, you know, he was going on Destiny on the destiny community podcast that in a couple of days and like you were saying with the ascendant nomad i also watched that because i thought he might actually give a view of maybe this is bad but like you were saying he's he's on the side of the connection base is is better mainly for him i guess and he gives the argument of you know you're going to get better at at playing because you're being pushed to be played against those higher skill players that's true if you keep playing if you just get so frustrated, then you're not going to play anymore. I think that's true if you are that kind of player of that mindset that you want to be better. If you're the player of, I just want to go in and I want to have fun, then, uh, you, you know, it's 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 just good fun. I, I win, I lose, but not mercy, mercy, mercy. And I want to go back to how Bungie initially put this to us. I mean, there was no, this is coming we want your feedback it was literally in the 12 that week and i believe it was july sorry it was june 11th so this is what they said by the time this 12 is published a few changes to the crucible matchmaking will be live matchmaking based on player skill has been removed from all playlists except for elimination survival survival freelance trials of osiris which will continue to be matched on number of wins on your passage and they're doing this to respond to community feedback shorten queue times for players so okay they got some community feedback they shortened the queue time for players in i'd say majority of cases they've improved the connection quality of the matches so you haven't got as many people bouncing across the map when you do like a couple of people have commented when you do actually hit somebody you hit somebody Um, and when you get hit you definitely get hit Uh, They've also said they wanted to provide more places where the outcome of the match isn't as important as enjoying the experience. That one I'm a little bit iffy on because yeah, no, they failed that 100. There's not much enjoyment (laughs) coming from that point. 
Yeah, I'm and, not sure who they they targeted that at, but I don't think that's I don't think that we've seen that at all. And this one really gets me. Play into the strengths of the Crucible being a bombastic, frenetic action game. Now, being stomped and mercied, if you call that bombastic and frenetic, then yes, you've hit the nail right on the head. But <laughs> exactly. What I don't, what I didn't get, they wanted the, you know, they wanted Crucible to be less of a high-stakes environment where players can have a more relaxed experience and just enjoy Destiny multiplayer sandbox. But I feel if you don't go into a game with a meta loadout or a loadout that is going to, yeah, I'd say a meta loadout. We'll go with a meta loadout. If you don't go into a game with a meta loadout, if you're an average or below average skill player, you don't seem to stand a chance. Because if you go in there with like the worst a, kind of a sweet, bus- sweet business and a sidearm, let's just say. Yeah, let's say you go in there with your fun loadout that you've been using in the previous couple of seasons. You you definitely feel it. You feel like you are the worst player on the team. Now, from what they were saying in that June 11th, 12, I don't feel that they've actually got what most players like to enjoy. They they go in, they take a goofy loadout. They look at like a YouTube video, like the ones that we've highlighted over many, many podcasts and gone, try this loadout. Where are they going to go and try this loadout out? Because I tried it. I thought, you know, I'm going to. I went in with a couple of loadouts that I'd already pre organized that I'd been using in the last couple of seasons, like my sweet business with the Actor War Rig, 100% resilience. And I was doing all right. I wasn't doing as good as last season. The moment I tried to change it up, and I've got the armor, the mods, the perks, the whole, you know, the work. Game over, man. Game over. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like I can't hit headshots. I know I'm. Headshot. I know that I'm. I, I know how to use a gun. I know how to use the pulse rifle at long range with like my Redricks and things like that, and the the um, cold whatever it is, cold denial. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I changed up how I was playing, that was it. I was getting 0.1, 0.2. But it, it's it's something I need to get better at. But I didn't feel that I could improve at getting better because I just kept getting stomped and stomped and stomped. And it and the game didn't kind of change up for me to do that. And the same with my hunter. I've got a Le Monarch bow set up on my hunter. Absolutely fine. I could, you know, run with my team, Le Monarch people. As soon as I tried to change that up to a faux tracer hand cannon loadout that MTash would highlighted a couple of weeks back, I was absolutely trash. Just couldn't hit anything. So it's I feel that you you can't go in and experiment like you could before and try out these builds and get better over time with people of your skill or around your skill to then improve to then maybe think oh, you know what I'm 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 confident in this loadout enough to actually take this into a competitive environment so now I will venture into competitive where it will match you up against people of similar skill and if you're solo it will match you against people of similar skill on the same team, you know, as people of the similar skill up to the point of 2100. Whereas at that point that you've kind of got that ceiling of if you are not good enough to get past that, you're not good enough to get past that, but you may, you'll still be matched up against people of that. If you can hit that, you'll be matched up against people of that skill level. And that's where I see a game mode where you can improve your skill is that that's the kind of barrier to push through. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's just, 
that's the only point where you know you're, you're going to try and get better and better at a game mode. And yes, you may fail, but you're not going to go lower than 2100. But you're, you know that you're, you're trying to push yourself and try and get better and do different things. But quick play was the, the place where you, you took in those loadouts. You took in you the things. Yeah, you, but you can't to... go into quick play anymore because that's where all the super sweaties live now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think as we've said in the past and others have said, uh, the game types in Destiny that say, oh, I'm casual. Oh, I'm friendly. I'm quick play. No, you need to go into competitive. You need to go to a place where the game tries to put you with people at your skill level, which is not, you see competitive or elimination or survival, you're going, no, I want to be there. Actually, I kind of do, which is unfortunate that you have then have to play those modes, you know, put in, honestly, at this point, put in a, if you put in a competitive control that had all the same matchmaking and, you know, stuff that the comp playlist has, but make it control or make it clash or make other things, that's sort of the playlist you'd want to people to start in because it would give you a better experience. But yeah, I, I don't know if someone says like, Hey, I want to go in and play some crucible. Where should I start? I, I don't know where, where to tell you. I mean, I'd say survival solo queue, at least maybe you, I, but I, even then though, it's so punishing where you're dead, you're dead. I mean, it's, there's no, there's no starting point. Destiny, you know, as we said last week and before, Destiny needs that starting point. It, it needs Baby's First Crucible. It needs somewhere to put you where you're not going to get stomped and you can at least have, a, have an experience. Not even a good or bad experience, but just have an experience that isn't so positive or so negative immediately that you can form an opinion on whether you want to play this some more. Yeah. And going in and getting stomped five times in a row, you're never coming back. Why bother? There's other games out there in the world. There's other things to do in Destiny in the world. You're never coming back to Crucible. And no one's going to bring you back. You know, you've, you've ruined that player's experience for a long time just to make, you know, for what? What, you know, what, I, I wish, I wish I could see who Bungie, you know, the, what I even said, who Bungie was writing this for, which, you know, which group of players were this and that. And because most of I us mean, know. It sounds kind of obvious. Yeah. I was going to say, we, right, we, right. It's right. not like it's a yeah. secret, you know. It's who who complains the most, who has the biggest voice, right? That's who they did it for. Well, yeah. I think and, from yeah. looking at some of the YouTube videos that that were out there, they the streamers and the YouTubers did put a really good case for connection based matchmaking over skill based matchmaking. I think they sold it to us as this would alleviate a lot of problems for X, Y, and Z. But it wasn't until it came to the changeover we've realized that it it's not X, Y, and Z. It's just X. It's relieved X for that. It's <laughs> the the thing that you were saying. Yes, you know the connections are better. I'm in majority of cases, Andy. I'm hitting and people are hitting me, but I I wasn't prepared for A, B, and C to happen. And yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, I I, I did a did some more research we've played our games i've watched a few more videos and things and one that i found quite interesting because i thought I'd, I'd do a search on youtube to see if anybody else has got any opinions and i came up with the paul tassie and the ascendant nomad one but whoa, nobody whoa, whoa, whoa. Else... Did, did, did you say you, you did a search on youtube looking for people with opinions <laughs> yes was there any question in your mind that there would be the answer would be no <laughs> well no <laughs> apart from the ones that i highlighted last week um there was a there, there was no dialogue in the video, but Emma T put a case together against connection-based matchmaking, which was quite funny because Emma T went 20 and 0 without any deaths in her video. <laughs> and I just put brilliant case for it. You know, it's just, just 
and I'll link that in the show notes. But it it just highlights the fact that these high skill players, they're not getting better because they're just having to play. Let's farm the lower skill players. So that mm-hmm. that's something else to throw out there. But like I said, I, I listened to DCP this week, and what was interesting, they had a guy on there from G1 Esports, and I, I'm guessing this is something to do. It doesn't with... matter because Destiny's not an esports game, as we've said. Uh, he's from G1 Esports for it's I think it's Guardian One Nation, and they do a lot of like carries and a lot of help for like trials and things like that. And his name is Kenny Vicario, and he used to be an NFL player, I'm guessing, because there was yeah, a lot he's of... the head of G1. Yeah, there you go. They had him on there, and his views were quite interesting. Apparently, this is his view on it. Uh, he can use what he wants in uh, Crucible. He can use off-meta weapons. He doesn't have to use mind benders and spare rations. And he can change it up as much as he likes. Well, I'm guessing Mr. I'm Not Sweaty At All can change it up and use whatever he likes, whereas the rest of us have to stick to the, the, the meta of spare rations and mind benders because we can't compete with you guys bouncing around the map. I'd also be very curious to see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess he plays on PC, but I'd also be curious to see because I think that's an important part of this conversation is what platform are you playing on and even what country are you playing on? You know, what country are you playing in and what times are you playing? I think yeah. well, he's playing in the U S because he's an NFL player, right? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm, like, I'm guessing I is in the U S on PC and I'm going to guess as the head of an esports group, he's probably played a little bit and maybe, you know, has had some experience. He's not, he's not a, you know, 0.2 KD person going to the crucible. Just no, going to, uh, going to guess. I mean, I wrote this down, not word for word, but this is pretty much, you guys can go and listen to it. I'll link it in the show notes. He also says it's not as sweaty and he can still come out on top. I'm thinking, well, Says yeah. the sweaty player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, were, were you not before? Let's pull up his destiny tracker and see what, you know, what his games were like before and afterwards. And yeah, if if you're already good, you're not going to see. The, yeah. He also says it's, it's nice to relax, talk to streamers while he plays and still comes out on top. Um, so yeah, it's just, and for some reason, I mean, Tefty Tef said that it's it's way more inclusive with the connection base and the Iron Banner. I don't think it is. I mean, he was talking about I think his girlfriend or his wife being able to go in and play, whereas beforehand she wouldn't go in and play. She can enjoy it. And what I found quite interesting is Miss Five Thousand Watts said uh, she's part of Lamb Squad, I believe. She can't go in as a six stack anymore. Oh, boohoo! <laughs> you know. She can't go in as a, a six stack anymore as they keep mercying teams and they're not even using meta weapons. So oh, they were super good players are super good no matter what they use. Yeah, so she, she like, she said, you know, she inspected her, the, the people in her squad and she, like they were using bows and things. So I think these people are a, a, a level where, I mean, I know at least Miss 5000 Watts plays Crucible competitively because there was a lot of trial streams that she did with Holzman, didn't she, way back when? And yeah, they have a kind of, there, there is a lot of them that kind of all stick together. So they right. are really good players. They're, right. not, they're not the lower tier players. Right. And, 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 you know, and it goes back to what I was saying. You put one Miss 5000 Watts with, I'd say, any other 11 random people, whoever's on her team is going to win. Period. Full stop. Yeah. I mean, Paul Tassie makes a point on DCP this week that maybe a solo queue Iron Banner would be good, very similar to how we've got competitive at the moment. Absolutely. But yeah. But then it, it was pointed out that with more modes, 
you know, you then have less players in those other modes. But then that would then make teams versus teams a little bit better with six stacks oh, going yeah. up Just against six stacks. All of Iron Banner, uh, you can only go in by yourself. There you go. That eliminates yeah. all teams forever. Yeah, but I mean, then uh, you think about that. That that would cause then an issue with, say, people of Frozen team going against a six stack. You wouldn't want to go and play with your friends. You can't because... go against a six stack if everybody's solo queue. You can't No, no, that. no. But say, say like Parody and I and ODST, like we did the other day, we rolled in. We couldn't go then into a single play match. We then would have to go into the stacks playlist of Iron Banner. We then get matched up against six stacks or three and threes or threes of three lots of twos but you imagine players of our skill level we wouldn't be able to play together and have fun like we used to be able to do in iron banner because it would be you either play as a six stack and be a really good six stack to win or you go and play singly without your friends in a solo playlist it, it's going to kind of hurt it one way or the other you see what i mean i do you know, yeah. Yeah, Destiny's there's meant so to be a, a friend game, a clan game. It's meant to be that enjoyment thing, and you'd lose that, I think, if you did have the solo playlist. But the solo queue list is the best thing that happened to competitive. So having a solo queue playlist that could be another way to get people in, or mm. it you, could, you know, could be. You know, I mean, again, it, it, Destiny needs some way to get people into PvP to not ruin their experience day one. To help, you know, this, you know, the PvP community has languished. The, the PvP has been neglected for however many years. You need to build that community back up, and that doesn't start with the top. I'm sorry, Bungie, it just doesn't. I know, I know the streamers stream trials, and now we can gift subs watching them play Destiny and everything else. We need a healthy community to make the game type worth it. You know, how, how we get there is the problem. So Tefty Tef said that, you know, if you're a content creator, it is better. So, you know, they admit that it's better because if you're a content creator, because you have you can get into the matches faster. Well, he says he guesses they're faster. But for me, it it, it feels the same. The, the matches getting into a match feels the same as what it used to be. Maybe a tad faster. Just I, I can't see it. Uh, yeah. You guys, what do you think? No difference. I mean, I, I can think of. Maybe on one hand, the number of times I saw someone glitching around a map or, you know, not taking damage properly or something. And honestly, the, one of the Xboxes I play on is connected over Wi-Fi. Half the time I just assume maybe it's me. Maybe it's my Wi-Fi or you know, my network screwing up for a minute and things glitching. Now, you know, granted, I'm in the U.S. on the eastern east coast. We've got good Internet. I'm not, you know, in, in the country. I'm not in Australia. We've got pretty good connections overall. I've noticed basically no difference you know it not being connection based i think like you said it's just the people at the top tiers in a small pool of people having problem with skill-based matchmaking yeah i mean paul tassie on uh, dcp says that he thought he was a good enough player until trials came around uh, as quick play didn't challenge him before but that's not the point because trials is a completely different animal and it's based on card not on skill as such really you i right. mean we had no illusions when we did our trial stream, did we? That oh, we no. went in, we knew that what skill we were at, even though all we'd done is quick play. I mean, granted, we may have played a bit of competitive and got certain pinnacle and thingy weapons, pinnacle right. and yeah. ritual weapons. And ritual weapons. But we still understood where we sat in that competitive world. We knew we yeah. weren't at the top of that world. We were, we were at the bottom of that competitive world. We had no illusions. 
going into this. You know, if you, if you want to go to trials, there's a progression to get into trials. It isn't quick play in trials. It's quick play, solo queue playlist, regular, you know, elimination playlist, then trials. You got to work your way up to that and, and find those higher skill players. If you're going from quick play to trials, yeah, you're not going in with your with your expectations set properly. I mean, Tefty Tef says in order to grow, you have to see someone good that you grow from or that you, you hope to get to. But I see that in skill based matchmaking more than I do in this game mode. I just yeah. see that I'm getting stomped over and over and over again. Whereas if we get a good player in skill based matchmaking on the opposite team, you think, oh, you know, how did they do that? And you you kind of try and combat how they're playing. But now when you've got like two or three of them on the opposite team, you're like, I'm just getting shot from like Respawn said, I'm getting shot from every direction. I can't I can't focus on even getting better at this point. It's just okay, I was in the wrong position. But if like with skill based matchmaking, if I'm in the wrong position, I'm going like maybe against one or two of them. And I think, you know, that player was better than me because he approached it like this. I don't see that in the connection base at the moment anyway. For some reason, my one on one with Michael Jordan didn't, didn't work out as well as I was thinking coming as a high school player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kenny goes on to say if you don't play with or against better players, you have a full sense of what you can do. Totally. Totally. But with connection, how is that helping? Because you're pitted against lower and higher skill players. Whereas right. if it's skill-based, you are being played against people of your own skill. Now, you've said it, and I've said it on the podcast, I think, and other places, that when we've played in quick play, or even when we've played in Iron Banner in the previous skill base, when we've played good, and we've played good for like maybe see two or three matches, it then puts us up into that next bracket of these are the people that you're going to have to learn to how to fight because if you don't get good at this then you're not going to progress any further so we have felt that in the skill-based matchmaking of being pushed to that next level and fighting those other players and sometimes we do win and we go up even further you know it goes okay you're doing good now it's time to go back down to the bottom again and i found that in quick play and an iron banner beforehand i'm not finding that now i'm just finding that either get wiped or I just an average player trying to fight his way to get something done. Yeah, the, the experience is worse for everybody but those at the top. And now we're just at the countdown of when Bungie flips the switch and goes back again. Yeah. I, I'm, I think pretty quickly they're going to say, oh, we're collecting feedback. It's 99% negative. You know, you, you need to do something fairly quickly. I mean, I just, I mean, Tefty Tef says that, you know, it's a different mindset in threes, but it, I think that's the other problem, isn't it? You've either got Iron Banner, you've got Quick Play, or you've got Classic Mix. And those are the six play, six player activities. If you go into threes, it is. It's a completely different mindset with threes. You have different weapons. You have different loadouts. You have different things that work better in threes. Yes, you can bring some of those things into sixes. But when you've got like four people running at you on one capture point, you don't have a chance in hell of of kind of combating that and what i was kind of disappointed with with the dcp they did a, a talk on this for less than 20 minutes and i felt that poor old paul tassi couldn't even stand up to what he actually felt in his youtube video and actually say to the guys well no actually i think this is the case and we i you know i'm speaking for myself and a lot of the people that have viewed my my thing and said this this and this let's have a discussion they didn't kind of get into it, which I, I really hope they did have. 
because they are higher skilled players and i think they need to hear a lot more things and talk with us lower skill players and you know make you know i know we can't come up with a definitive answer but i think they need to hear the frustrations i think they're kind of just batting off at the frustrations of the average and lower skill players are like oh yeah you know just just get used to it you know it's just it's here now just get used to it yeah and even if if it were that exactly yeah that's what i was going to say even if it stays it there at least you have at least you know what's going on this is how it's going to be you get better or you don't play and like your boy said hey now i don't play i'm right there with you dude i don't play unless i have to or unless something tells me i have to go into crucible to do a specific objective other than that i steer clear because it's not enjoyable for me so if this is how it's going to be great now we know but all this back and forth, back and forth is getting aggravated. It's like, oh, no, we're going to put skill-based matchmaking. Ah, you know what? That sucks. We're going to do connection. Ah, you know what? That sucks. We're going to do skill. Like, you, you're not going to make everybody happy no matter what you do. That's just, th- th- that's just it. I know? don't like the attitude that we that some people are, are putting out there of get good or get out because that's the attitude that we were told for trials. I mean, you've reiterated it several times. If you don't belong in that game mode, you don't belong in that game mode because you're not good enough. Sure. So quick play, why are we now kind of feeling the same? We're, maybe you're not being told it, but we're feeling it. If we're not good, we're going to have to get out because where are we going to go to kind of practice and, and get better if there isn't, you know, if we can't practice with our friends in a 6v6 practice arena? You know, it's right. just, I mean, Miss 5000 Watts said that PvP feels exclusive and hard to get into. It feels like there is a click together, and if it's hard to break through into that world, PvP doesn't have to be for the most competitive top-tier players. Everyone can hop in and have a good time. With PvP, it's fun. And she was t- re- referencing the tournaments that G1 are going to be putting on and having fun with pulling in normal people into, like, going to the lighthouse with, like, top streamers and things like that. So it just made me laugh that she says that, you know, PvP feels exclusive and hard to get into, and it feels like there's a click. And it's hard to break into that world to start off with. And then she says that it doesn't have to be for the most competitive top tier players. Everyone can have fun and good times. Everybody can have fun, because even when we do Iron Banner, and I'm hating Iron Banner, as long as I'm doing it with my crew and we're, you know, hanging out or whatever, that's still a way to have fun. Don't expect to be good. Don't expect to get very far, but at least you're having fun with your crew at failing. I know that sounds weird, but I feel that that's a thing, you know? But but that's what makes me laugh, that she was saying that PvP feels exclusive and hard to get into, and it feels like a click that, you know, it's hard to break into that world, because she was referencing lower-skilled players being brought into a G1 game and being helped along. You know, she's like, oh, you know, this is a good thing. You can be brought into this world. It's like, you know, it, it's a really fun world. It's not a fun world at the moment. There are lots of frustrations with it. So real-time update, Respawn. Yo. How does the Xenophage feel as you've just now acquired it? <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting. I, I do, uh, I enjoy the, the one-shot AOE FU bullets. You know, that's fun. Not a fan of how slow it fires, though. But, you know, yeah, it's a thing. Booyah. I do like how fast the rounds travel, though. That's nutty. It's a little rocket that... Mm, num, 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 num. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I think... Uh, I mean, Kenny also says that it's Destiny's a community game. 
So if it's a community game, why does it feel like there's a lot more pressure on esports and trials? And I understand that, you know, there are, you have to have those game modes that people want to aspire to. But in quick play, that, that's not something that we kind of want to <laughs> get to. Quick play, as the name entails, you want to get in there, find a quick match, play, and get out. Not, I want to go in there, I want to quickly get my butt whooped, and then quickly cry into a corner for years. I don't know where I was going with that. It trailed off at the end there. Sorry. That's all right. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I feel that Paul Tassie didn't push enough with DCP as, you know, it just... But it was sort of like when Pope, you know, it was sort of like the, you know, I'm the casual guy who has a real life job who has to do other things. It's hard to be, you know, like one of four, or one of five people having that other perspective that the, the rest of your group, one, can't even really identify with. Mm. And then, you know, and trying to have that discussion of, of hey, we're going to do this because it's, and that's sort of why I stopped listening to DCP is it's, you know, streamers talking about streamer problems, more or less, which I don't fault them for because that's what they are. You're going to yeah. talk about what you know. But it's sort of like, you know, this is less relatable to me. You know, I, you know, this, I listen. I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it's like listening to, you know, it's like listening to pro people talk about pro things and going, I'm an amateur. I can understand maybe what you're saying in theory, but it doesn't help yeah. me in my gameplay. It doesn't help me do anything. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head with things like that. I think they've got to the point where they are past being the average player. They are now into the kind of the pro arena you know and yes they do pass on knowledge which i do find interesting and i will put them in the links for tips tricks guides and builds the last two i think it's the um firing range dcp firing range with fallout cool guy uh drewski where they actually break down different things i think the let me just check they have i think that's one mercules is on too mercules is on as well so the last couple that they have done, we have Season of Arrivals, which was the one that they've just previously done that I'm halfway through listening to. And there's a couple of cool tips in with that one. And then the one before that they did in June, beginning of June, which I forgot to put in a couple of weeks back, was about shotguns and the Season 11 standbox. Again, really good discussions on various different things that if you are an amateur player, they still these guys, they, they speak on, on our level. You know these guys. The and um, who is Fallout. that? It's Fallout, Fallout yeah, by yeah. Mercules, uh, Drewski, uh, Cami Cakes as well. I think just they have a different way of actually getting their information across. Yeah, they have I mean, because Fallout, I had a full time job. I know Mercules has a full time job. You know, in the world, I, I don't. You know, I don't know what the other two do offhand, but you know, it's like. You play a lot of this game. You live it, eat it, breathe it. You you look at it. You know, like in you know, Mercury's who's half of the the Destiny Massive Breakdown. Like you have an interesting perspective on it and, and look at it in a different way. But you're not just, I don't know. It, it, it's something about the perspective of it's it's so easy. I'm sure just to fall into the well, I've done anything in the game. The game's boring. What else is there to do in the game? Yeah, I still feel compelled to talk about the game. You know, you can have that perspective of okay, well, you know, you've done everything. We'll do a deep dive into something, you know, do a weapon breakdown, do, you know, do something deeper. You've got the time, do a deep dive that no one's got the time or inclination to do and gives, you know, make it interesting. It, yeah. I don't know. It's, mm. I don't know where I'm going with that, but just, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a different perspective. Yeah. And again, they're, they're and it's, in ways that you can understand like, you're yeah, I'm not uh, talking down to you. Right. Yeah. Like I was How watching. I yeah. Like I was watching someone and I don't remember who it was now. One of the streamers today is like, 
basically talking, you know, sort of talking about this whole thing. It's like, oh, it's so hard to be this. And it's like, yes, you know, you're not wrong. It does suck to sit in orbit forever. You're absolutely not wrong. But it's really hard for me as someone who works full time and tries to find time to, to carve out to play Destiny to hear you complain about, oh, there's nothing to do. It's so hard to play this game full time. Go play another <laughs> game then. Go do something else. I'm like, it's like, yes, there are legitimate problems, but it's real hard to listen to you whine about that. And and I, I just like, yes, there's problems. You know, do something else. Have a life. Go play another game. You know, it. it it, it just really, like, it, I hear what you're saying, but stop whining. Yeah, like, like it just really rubbed <laughs> me the wrong way. And I'm not going to say, you know, because I, I don't watch a ton of their content. It was, you may enjoy this. And no, YouTube, I didn't enjoy that. It's, I don't know. It's just, yeah, like everybody has problems with the game, but I think it's easy to lose that perspective of, you know, 95, 99% of your player base are having this experience and you are having this other experience. But yes, you're not wrong. You're still having that experience but the rest of us are suffering for it. Yeah. I think the thing is if, if I go into comp, I'm under no illusion of my skill level. You know, I'm matched with similar level skill players and I guess, you know, I'm matched against other similar skill players and I go there to get better at my skill. You know, I've got to the point where I said before, I'm, I'm comfortable with what I'm going in as maybe it's not the best loadout. And I learned that pretty quickly, but it, it improves on my terms. You know, I'm improving my skill, my terms, my way if you're a lower or average skill player you have the same wait time as before higher skill players are the, you know the only ones that are having to wait around to find the matches like the the mtashes the drewskis the glads the disney fun police um there's nothing that benefits us we can't speak for the higher skill players who had to wait and i understand that's frustrating but why not rather than take out the skill base and replace it with a connection why not have, instead of classic mix and quick play, have quick play connection base and quick play skill base. That way you get the choice. Take out the classic completely. Because as far as I was aware, nobody actually played that apart from the sweaties that went in there to pick on the new people that thought they could go in there and play normal games. Take out that classic because classic doesn't mean anything at the, this point in time. I, I don't think I've ever stepped into classic. Maybe to do a bounty, that's about it. Um, you guys the same? Uh, I no, I don't do classic. I do quick play whenever I got to do anything. Yeah, I mean, every now and again, I test the waters just to see if anything's changed from the last time I went in. And no, like I'll jump in and play a game or two. Yeah, but it's just more or less just to see: have I missed something? Is it okay in here now? No, it's not. Back out of the pool. Yeah, which is that, that's scary clowns coming to get me. That's what I don't get. They're saying that they don't want to fracture the, the player base. But you've got a classic mix and you've got a quick play mix. If people that don't want to play in connection based had the option to go into a skill base variant and take out that classic, I think that would probably be the best thing that I can think of that would maybe alleviate the issues because you'd have the people that like the skill base and you have people that like the connection based. And I think at that point, you'd have a, a true representation, Bungie, of who likes to play where. And you could then see the numbers of not spend, you know, however many months that we had of skill base and then just put in connection base now and go, well, we've had it for the last two months and people have moaned. So we're going to match it up against what's happened. It, it you know, it doesn't doesn't make any sense of how you're going to measure that out. But But again, you're saying people have moaned. No, I didn't moan about it. Streamers moaned about it. 
Mm. So I feel that 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 has to be specified because they're the reason that we all have to deal with this crap, in my opinion. Could be wrong. Don't care. That's my opinion. I mean, I mean, I think I'm going to finish this off now because I think I've bored you two to death. We we won't do this again next week, or maybe we will. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> but I think Bungie needs to ask the question of why does it feel like you know for now lower skill players and average skill players that they don't enjoy it. I think that's the question that they need to ask. And um, and this whole thing of if you're not good enough to play here, you shouldn't be in this place. <laughs> that's not a question. Why don't lower skill players like it? Because we're playing against people that blow us out of the water all the time. It's yes, not a question they need to ask. It's freaking you, you, obvious. The fact that they didn't know this before they swapped back is the question that I need to ask them. It's like, yo, how did you not know this? We've been here before. You know? The, the hell, Bungie? But we went over the reason why they probably done it. Because the player base is so small at this point in the year that they thought, let's just pull everybody together and hopefully it will kind of even its way out. There won't be this lopsided oh, it's matchmaking. out you're losing the lower end of the player base congratulations i mean i'm i'm gonna be playing iron banner iron banner is the only thing i'll play but i don't foresee my my having to play quick play for this season apart from maybe going getting a few things done you know bounties maybe yeah and it's not even worth it for that honestly it's it, it, it honestly it has no value at this point to step into quick play at all it just Ooh, doesn't. That's coming from parody. Yeah, I mean, it, it just doesn't. Like, I'm trying to know a classic mix, quick play. I don't know. Uh, I, I enjoy. I, I'm. I feel like I'm the outlier of. I really, but and I really enjoy PvP. I enjoy them for very different reasons, but I enjoy these things. And it's yeah, it's it's hard. Like it's. Uh, I don't. I mean, bringing trials back, I'm sure was a good thing overall, but I, I don't know. It just. I don't know. The, the whole the whole experience is worse for everyone. Trials everyone who's not at the top. To be fair. Yeah. Right, right, right. But bringing trials back has brought people back to, you know, brought brought the higher skill people back to PvP as well. And I'm not saying that's, you know, contributing to the reason why things suck right now, but you know, you're 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 bringing, you know, you're bringing that top end of the sort of the top end of the market back in where they may have left already when there was nothing for them. I don't know. That there just about does it, mainly because that wife has come in twice, giving me a look. She give you the stink eye. Oh, yeah. and, you and you're both off the hook this week because there's no uh, no auto rifle in, in trials available. But one of these weeks, when when that auto rifle's up, well, I'm, I'm getting a team. We're we're gonna do this. Yeah, we're no, gonna, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I we're want gonna suffer th- suffer through and get our get our bounties or whatever done. Go visit Saint Fourteen and say, hey, buddy, remember when we saved you? Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna need a little something back now. You need right. that summoner. Yeah, no, been killed right. by enough times. I want to be that guy. Just uh, just thank you to gate, everybody gotcha. for the feedback and anybody that I mentioned from any of the videos that I've watched, anybody that emailed us, any of the other comments. Just thank you for getting in touch. And hopefully, if somebody does listen to us from Bungie, you, you've got your views and our views to them. Hopefully, cross your fingers. Maybe and some and some people for you. Yeah, there you go. a lot of people. Yeah, and again, and thank you. You know, we enjoy getting your emails. We enjoy discussing your emails. 
Thank you for emailing us. You know, thank you for reaching out over Twitter. Thank you for being engaged. It's what helps us enjoy this. And, you know, we enjoy talking to each other and screaming about destiny once a week, but it's, it's more fun too. If we can scream about what other people have also talked about. Destiny. So we appreciate it. So, uh, I just want to give one last little shout out to Boss UK eighty nine. That despite playing on on American servers, Nightman brought his Boss UK eighty nine buddy with him somehow and suffered through us on some Iron Banner matches the other day. So appreciate him. And uh, I think with that, boys, I'd like to thank our hundred YouTube followers because we finally made it to hundred YouTube followers. Uh, Yo, I'm very sorry what? if you've that's it, a milestone. It, if you've watched all seventy five episodes or so, uh, you have my deepest deepest condolences for the first 60 <laughs> or so of those it got better after that because you got to watch people who weren't me and with yeah, that well, uh yeah. thank you for joining us your titans are parody of night demon your hunters don't want to respond in real life you can email the show at two titans and a hunter at a hotmail.com you can find the show on twitter at two titans underscore hunter on instagram at two titans and a hunter and these are all spelled out by the way no numbers all the words except for twitter which is the number two titans underscore hunter you can find the show on facebook you can find your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live, Respawn on PC, and very sneakily, Nightteam is launching his streaming career, so watch out for that. No if you want to show on YouTube, listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. And with that, gents, tell the good people to have a lovely day. Have a lovely day, and happy 4th of July if you're in America. Woo! Happy 4th of July. I'm glad it was all worth it. It's not baby thorn, is it? Uh, I think baby baby hive. It's baby hive, and then then there's some throw. Acolyte, do 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 do. Then a knight, do 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 do. I really like the savathun, do 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 do. Run away.